to the 1-1. One, one. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 91, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. We are currently situated in 1-1 one, one HQ. And as always, I'm alongside the one and only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. How are you? Very well. Nervous? Ooh, we'll get to that shortly. Okay. First things first, let's welcome our guest. He's back again for another edition of your West Australian Racing Podcast, Lockie Taylor. Hello, boys. Thanks for having me again. I think it's my fourth or fifth time. I was about to ask. Yeah. Is it number four or five? I'm not sure. Last really, time yeah. we were out uh, getting spoiled by Nana Lois. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Out at the, uh, the Bullsbrook property. Tell what, I might repay the favour a little bit of Uber Eats, I think. <laughs> On the way for the lads, surely. I reckon we might be better to press the button for some... Uh, there's some uh, bacon and egg rolls potentially turning up at the front door, but um, it's good to have you back, Lock. Happy to bright, be here. Looking happy. Yeah. Got a couple Always. of winners on Saturday as well. You tell us about Shirley. <laughs> Not from our stable, <laughs> but somewhere else, hopefully. We had a winner last Saturday. Yeah. I mentioned to Terry and a few boys a few weeks ago that we just haven't really had many runners to start off the season, but um, things will really start to heat up for us over the next month or so. So. Looking forward to stepping out some new horses soon. Very good. Very Any good. Any particular we should be looking out for? No, just plenty of maidens that will be stepping out in weeks to come. Okay. Well, <laughs> I love that. And nice uh, going Team Taylor will be very well placed as well. Yeah. So, yeah. That's oh. exciting. So, so you've got a, a young bunch coming through, do you? Unraced, mostly? Mostly, yeah. I'd say. Three-year-olds. Yep, yeah. three, three-year-olds. Mm-hmm. We have three or four two-year-olds in work at the moment heading towards the early two-year-old races. So, yep. um, yeah, a lot of our stable at the moment is unraced but have trialled and shown ability. So I reckon over the next month or so, they're, they're horses to keep an eye out, especially in the Maidens. As my mate, Tracken. Um, in the paddock. Long. In, in the, the paddock. paddock. Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> paddock, yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> Dear, hey, yeah. We've had a... Uh, See, see how good OBH has gone all campaign, nice and composed, and you know we yeah. um we, we got along well and <laughs> That's uh, right. spent yeah. a long time. And yeah. I uh, yeah didn't have the same rapport, but um, she's in the paddock and hasn't been welcomed back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neither have I. <laughs> she's in the sin bin. Hey, uh, last week we had Dan Morton on the show. I mm. uh, had a quick chat to Dan. Thank you very much. He was just basically just drove in his driveway after. Uh, Travelling all the way back from Broome, um, and we did our usual trick, a bit of one-one magic what. dust, and uh, yeah. set it up a training double. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, there is some magic dust on the edge. I had Fernie on; he had four runners in the weekend, two winners. So, um, Luke yeah, Fernie. Luke Fernie. Yeah. Yep. So there's been, um, yeah, you come on here and you win. So Lockie might not be too confident with OBH and point taken, but they're probably just halved in price by him sitting in that chair. <laughs> so he's uh, he's doing the smart thing by the stable today. Speaking of winning. Uh, the Thoroughbred Racing Awards Speaking Night. Good segue. Awards Night. I like that. This Saturday night and Terry and myself, one, the 1-1 one, one WA Racing Podcast, has been nominated for the Media Award. Lockie, what are, you, what are your thoughts on, uh, on, on our chances on Saturday night? <laughs> I think you're a terrific chance. Before, you, before we heard that you had been nominated, my sister and I were actually thinking about nominating you guys ourselves. So... Um, from our opinion, we think you would be very deserving winners and I guess on behalf of everyone who listens to the podcast, it's probably a good chance to say thanks for all you guys are doing for WA Racing. As a, a lover of WA Racing, I love tuning in every Friday morning to the podcast and it's always good to hear about WA Racing. 
Yeah. Oh, that's nice, isn't that? Yeah, I didn't expect that. Yeah. That's changed the sort of. I, I, don't, I don't say too many. Oh, things, yeah. Especially to Terry. But... I'm really in the mood to pop people at the minute, to be honest. So that's uh, that's throwing me a little bit. But, so. uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, you guys can uh, take home the chocolate. Well, if not, it will be a cracking night. We've got a um, we've got a group one lineup assembled. You'll be at the one one table with us, Lockie, which um, I'm very it's, excited. It's a bit You've, scary. Uh, it is a little bit scary. The, uh, the I'm only a little man, and there's some big boys. <laughs> yeah, it's a big lads here. So I'm just looking forward to seeing what Luke Fernie's definition of uh, formal is. So um, yeah, no, a good crew of um, yeah of, of the racing fraternity, a, a, a WA racing fraternity, are coming along to. Um, help us enjoy the night and um, yeah I'm very much looking forward to it BJ yeah shout out to the team at the Rawa events marketing <laughs> department we left our run very I haven't late told, I haven't told anyone this we, yet. Have, we left our run very late for a table and they they went above and beyond and scrambled together we didn't have one we didn't have one <laughs> so we're in the back corner and, well, so they told us that we did have one it was it was confusing I looked at that at the end and I was like it's partly my fault for this reason. It's part. I thought all of us had a role to play there in why it was somebody's fault. I, I thought I played a major part in, <laughs> in, the, in, in it being my fault. Let's be honest. But all is well, all's well that ends well, and we're um, we're going to be there. No, but yeah, they did they did help us out with the table, and I, I imagine we're down next to the toilets, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. that's we're okay. we're in a different room. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're on a, we're on a Zoom <laughs> feed. I think yeah. Thought like they do the other uh, Brownlow medal for the teams that can't travel. Yeah, we've just got the uh, uh, the live feed set up. So, but uh, yeah, it's uh, a good night. They'll obviously be celebrating horse of the year, champion jockey, champion trainer, three year olds, two year olds, all that sort of stuff. So it's going to be that it's the night of nights for West Australian Racing World. We'll be honouring uh, all the high achievers from the 2020-2021 racing season. So we're all looking forward to that. Something else we will be very much looking forward to, and we, we've sort of got the ball rolling a touch this week mm-hmm. as uh, what we're going to be doing for our 100th episode celebration. What, what, this is 91? Yeah. This is 91, so yeah. So what, what, what have we got? To, so to providing we, we don't miss one over the Calgary round, mm-hmm. which... Oh. <laughs> at, this exactly. stage, at this stage, I'm not booked in, but um, I reckon there's a big chance I might be rock and rolling. In saying that, I can probably do remote from Kalgoorlie feeling absolutely dog shit on Thursday <laughs> morning. So it's not an impossibility, but if not, um, you're going, aren't you, Lock? Sure am. Yeah. Yeah, Cal. Yes. Very good. Are you, were you working? Yep, little work trip for yeah. the TV radio. Little, yeah. <laughs> Doing a little bit of both, I'd suggest. Um, but, yeah, there's always, I'm sure we can get an adequate replacement if need be. Yeah, we'll, we'll power through. So all going well, our 100th episode will be Thursday the 28th of October, which means that we'll be looking to have a celebration at Ascot Racecourse on Saturday the 30th of October, which I believe is Prince of Wales Stakes Day. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're uh, we're just giving a shout out to all our listeners to see who would be keen to to come along and to a, to a function at Ascot Racecourse on that day. More details to follow, but just a little. We'd just be basically booking an area, wouldn't we? Yep. It'd be that simplistic and all getting together and having a couple of beers and trying to find a winner. Yeah, maybe around yep. a punters club, do something, do yep. something a bit fun. Maybe club. get some uh, some uh, trainers and jockeys through during the day to have a chat to the to the people and we'll uh, make a big day of it. Yeah. So, yep. I um, want to also organise in the coming weeks, which will culminate in episode 100, a, uh, some form of tipping competition mm, as well. Yeah, you're big on this, aren't you? Yeah. I am, yeah. I'm looking at a few different options. Miles uh, Fitzner, the SEN crew, they're doing like a World Cup style thing where there's like... Like 32 people involved and you play head-to-head the whole way through. Oh, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. But I just need to 
figure out a way that would work because if you if both people don't succeed and collect zero that week, then how do we decide who goes through to the next round? So there's a, a few logistics I need to come up with, but I reckon for episode 95, so in about four episodes time, we'll try and kick it off for like a five-week comp in some manner. So more to more to be revealed, yeah, more so to come. There's plenty happening. There's plenty the, happening. In the, in Always the, in is. the one one universe, that's for sure. So uh, before we move on to idyllic Prince Stakes Day, our preview for uh, for Belmont this Saturday, just a quick shout out to our two West Australian representatives in the million dollar Memsey Stakes Group One race at Caulfield this Saturday over the fourteen hundred meters. Inspirational girl. Makes her return. She has is having her first start for new trainer Danny O'Brien, and uh, Red Can Man, of course, is uh, he's had a few runs over there now. He'll be he'll be going around as well. So we've got two runners in the million dollar race at Caulfield on Saturday. Have you so, heard any? Have you heard anything about uh, inspirational girl at all? Has Danny O'Brien been on Tab Radio? Has anyone heard anything about how she's tracking? No, I, I think I watched her trial from uh, two or three weeks back. Looks in in good order, but. Um, from what I understand, the Danny O'Brien camp has been out of form for quite mm. some time. So hopefully that turns around for Inspirational Girl and Superstorm. So. Yeah, well, Superstorm went good first yeah, up. It was, it, was, yeah. it was a really nice sort of sort of run. So um, Damien Lane to take the ride on Inspirational Girl on Saturday and Michael D is the new rider of Red Camp Man. So good luck to uh, everyone connected to Inspirational Girl, who's a superstar Red Camp Man, who will be on speed, doing his best, toughing it out as always. So all the best. Just Red Camp Man's last run, pre-spell? Depends how it goes, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Come back for a Is it coming to Steve for a railway? Uh, Steve's investigating a plane home. Yep. Uh, and Might be it's, soon for the railway. It, it, I just, it just, uh, we'll just see when he can, when he can get on. If he goes well, I think there's another fourteen hundred meter Group One race. Forget its name uh, at Caulfield, in, which is a handicap in a couple of weeks, okay. which, which might suit him even better because you'll get weight relief rather than weight for age, which is, which is what he's been going around at the moment. Tommy Blue goes around in Morpherville as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? I was asked this morning for my opinion on the horse. That's the only reason I know that. So, um, yeah, Tommy Blue, about 10 or 11 bucks at Morpherville. So okay. Good luck to the Martins if they still own Tommy Blue. I'm not sure if it's been sold. Sold. Oh, it was sold, was it? Okay, there you go. So, always interesting to see uh, some of the XWA horses floating around. Tommy Blue Australia. now in the care of Cyril Callahan Callanan. Training combination at Gawler. Yeah, you're right. Having its first start uh, at Morfittville on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Fresh horse. Yes. Has some ability too. Mm. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the new connections can get a result or two. Did you say Specialism won at Morfittville the other day? Did it? What? Yeah. Really? Paul Jordan, yeah. speedy two-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Great. Was it great? Most two-year-olds yeah. have 27 starts, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Why at Morfittville? Yeah, right. I did About a week. month ago? Don't know. <laughs> Sorry, one. Yeah, right. That's incredible. Very me. I think our our racing is really adding up. Like horses are going. Obviously, we, we've seen. I I think we've seen more success in the last couple of years than ever. Yeah, yeah ever. more. Yeah. I, let me say more yeah. consistent success um, than ever. Like most horses that go across are having um, are getting results or getting checks or at least being very competitive. It's a rarity. Um, like Elite Street went across and wasn't overly competitive. It's a rarity that is occurring, and when it does, it's usually the horse isn't happy for whatever reason. It hasn't travelled. So well, um, I mean, like, good racing in WA. I remember growing up, it was it was a it was a huge result if a West Australian horse went over there and competed well, you know, like. Uh, but they didn't have planes when you were growing up, did they? That's, <laughs> That's true. They're <laughs> <laughs> tough tasks to ship them across. <laughs> they, had to, they had to jog across themselves. <laughs> they had to ship them across there. Yeah. Um, um, far lap style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had to wait till they were, they were finished delivering the milk in the morning. Everyone was like, 
but so now that yeah, I don't know whether it's a, a breeding thing or the or the or the um maybe the, or the training method. I don't know. Or, or maybe you're right. Maybe it's just the flights and the the people have got more used to travelling their horses. But uh, the WA uh, WA horses well and trainers and jockeys well and truly hold their own on the big stage these days. That is for sure. Certainly do. Okay, time to partner with Betfair and preview Idyllic Prince Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and our guest, Lockie Taylor. We're recording episode 91 of The One One, your award-nominated WA Racing Podcast. It's uh, just after 11 a.m. on Thursday, the 26th of August, 2021. Northern today, Belmont on Saturday. A bit, a bit light on this weekend, just Belmont on Saturday, and then we've got Peter Evans Memorial Day at Carnarvon on mm, Sunday. Just the six, I think, as well on, on Sunday. And it's a uh, yeah, thin old day at Northern. I think there's about five sub-even money pots yeah. or something going mm. around today. So, um, yeah, interesting to watch Arcadia Grace. Grace, on. yes, very good. Grace. Hey, uh, Lockie, I must ask, it is Idyllic Prince Stakes Day, who is an icon from your stable, uh, from your your family operation there, Team Taylor. Uh, tell us a little bit about Idyllic Prince the horse and what he meant to your dad and the connections and uh, and I guess um, it's only fitting that we've got you. We tried to get Brittany on as well. but uh, Couldn't she, afford it. Couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She said, she said not until you win an award. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. And, um, yeah, just give us a bit of an insight into the Idyllic Prince story. Well, he was before my time, mm. unfortunately, and Dad had so many good horses back then and he was one of the, the superstars of the stable and I wish we had another one like him right now. But in mum and my grandparents bred him, um, he was the, the first foal out of a deal with Scenic. Um, got him and, yeah, he was just a, a star, was crippled with feed issues and, and Dad and Jason are adamant we still never saw the best of him. And if he wasn't for the, for those feed issues, perhaps he would have been a group one performer. But, um, yeah, just such a good horse for the family. Mum owned half and then Nanny and Grandpa owned the other half. So he played a, a massive part in paying off the, the house we currently live in. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, he's obviously set. Idyllic Prince Lodge, they call yeah, it. Yeah, so he's obviously <laughs> been awesome to, to mum and dad, but yeah. was obviously such a, a special horse given the fact that he was living at the farm since he was a, a weanling and still lives there now. So um, a really special horse. She's just, turned, just turned 19, Idyllic Prince. Sure has. So, yeah, he, we saw him out in the paddock when we were out there, Terry, Idyllic Prince. Oh, um, he did. So for a horse that had issues, what a, what an effort this is. Well, that's what I mean. 45 you, starts. Yeah, you, you could probably tell the story from a racing perspective yeah. of how good he was and and – what a punter's pal he was as mm. well. From what I understand, looking back at the records, because I was too young to remember or, or even follow racing, is that he often went around at a price, price and, yeah. and just never ran a bad race. <laughs> yeah. So he so he had forty five starts for fifteen wins, and he just and that, the last win, which was in the his fourth victory in the Goodwood Sprint, which then got renamed soon after to the Idyllic Prince Stakes. Um, that last that was his last start in a race. That was in the two thousand and eleven Goodwood. And that uh, first prize took him over the $1 million mark. So quite an incredible feat uh, for a horse that was going around in um, 2006, 2007 in that, that kind of uh, period. But, yeah, so he won four Goodwood Sprints, which is why the race is now named after him. But he also won at Group 2 level. He won a Listia, 
uh, wait for age. He won an Asian bow stakes. He won two Prince of Wales stakes. Um, and he won a Farnley as well. So all in all, he ran one nine group enlisted races. So, um, so yeah, well and truly deserved of the honour of having a race named. And maybe even his best run was when he ran second in a winter bottom behind Hortensia. And if you go back and watch the replay, he looked home and hosed and then it was actually a stable mate of Dad's Black in, Black in time, time, which yeah. took him into the race and she ran third. And if it wasn't for her giving Hortensia such a good card up into the race, mm. he probably wins that. So. Yeah, so he, he'd won the Prince of Wales and the Lestia leading into the winter bottom. This yeah. was in 09 and then he, uh, he ran second. He ran into a, a pretty fair mare in Hortensia. <laughs> that day. And it's, I'm just looking through his record. He ran in two railways. Two winter bottoms. Jeez, he was a good horse. Yeah. Versatile. Hey? Versatile. Could play down back or forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we've got uh, Lockie Taylor on to, to, um, to help celebrate Idyllic Prince Stakes Day at Belmont. This Saturday, Terry. Yes. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market city meets. Get out stakes competition and don't forget our new look, Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. Is it time to remove the new look? It's established now. It, it is. Yeah, I did ask you when do we get rid of the new yeah, look about yeah, it's 12 weeks ago. Okay, just the Champs and Challenges edition and um, well, what a week to get rid of the new look and we bring in B McManus. Yes, Brad McManus versus the carryover champ Mitch McClenny. Uh, a bit of a heavyweight stash. This it is mm. certainly is. So yeah, got uh, something to look forward to later in the show. Don't forget, who like everyone, do, no one can get enough of the guru. Let's be honest. So let, <laughs> for those of you who need more, to tell that to Mrs. Who more, need more Perth Racing Guru, need more WA Racing content. Betfair Edge, Terry, you and Miles Fitzner, Friday afternoons. Download the app, the SEN app. You can also find it on the radio stay on the radio. As well. 6, 5, 7 a.m. You got it? Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, has uh, been going on uh, SEN track as well on Sundays. Who yeah. ever listened to that? Like Miles and uh, another bloke called Tags. David Tags um, used to be yeah, David, yeah. Is, yeah, they yeah. just get on there and it's just like two blokes bickering and they're tipping on every single race. It's gone bang, bang, bang. Fitzy's a – because he, he, he has people all over Australia, so he has his – you know, he gets tips from them, tips from them, <laughs> tips from them. And he, they, they put on a good show, but it's literally it's like you're sitting at a pub listening to two blokes, like, <laughs> go at each best. other. And then they're riding him home. You don't actually listen to the races. You just listen to them ride him home. And it's just, and it goes for hours and hours and hours. So it's just um, like a live stream. Mate, it's incredible. But yeah, I'm jumping on there on the Sundays with them as well. And it's quite, uh, just for 10 minutes to give them some tips. But it's, um, yeah, very, uh, very comical. I'm actually really enjoying the, the Betfair Edge at the moment. Fitzy and, uh, yeah, we just basically pull the piss out of each other. For Who do you have on this week? So. Do you know? I haven't booked anyone yet. No, no. I haven't booked <laughs> anyone that, yet. That doesn't so. sound like Terry at <laughs> all. No, no, no. I'll wait till I'm driving to the studio and, um, yeah, make a phone call. But, um, yeah, my focus is really on Saturday night. I got the shades on, so, yeah. Very good. All right. Should we get moving on this preview, fellas? Yeah. All right. Idyllic Prince Stakes Day. Belmont, Saturday, August 28th. The rail is out in the six-metre position. We've had a little bit of rain over the last 24 hours, but prior to that, we had some fine days. But I imagine I think we've got a fine day tomorrow and then another fine day, 19 degrees Correct. at Belmont on Saturday. Track rating, Terry, what are, you, what are we playing with here? 
Ah, uh, just good four. Good four. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Pretty sweet. I think yeah. good four and um, eleven eighteen a.m. start because Lockie's working at the track on on Saturday and has asked for a couple of hours to get home and do his hair. And yes, I don't have that and problem, makeup. Lockie. Yeah, makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I was just preempting the comeback there. So. You, you don't have an official role on the night. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's, I, he's got an official role on our table. Yeah, that's to, yeah, yeah look after Luke Fernie. It's to pass me the red wine, I think. So, will, will, will we be seeing any roaming Julio? Do you think? I'm at, not sure. Yeah, I, think, I think potentially he's yeah, a bit ill he's at the moment. No, yeah, he, he, told, he messaged me saying, "See, he's a bit sick." But from what I understand, Michael Heaton is on races WA coverage during the day. Yes, which means we might see Jules in his tux at night. Yeah, oh, very wouldn't good. mind a bit of roaming Julio table to table. That'd be that'd be good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll provide feedback next Thursday on who was best on to. Um. Everyone's going to be backing in Luke Fernie, but um, mm. I'm going to have a little bit of something on Michael Heaton. I don't know. <laughs> I just get the feeling that he might live for the big occasion. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll give the feedback next week. We'll do the review. Are you going to be writing an acceptance speech? Um, After last time, probably I don't. I going to say, haven't you already written yours? <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. Are you just going to rehash the, the uh, dictate one and just, cr- just cross out the... <sighs> dear you, man. 11.18am, very early start, so yeah. make sure you don't miss race one. Uh, five horses to do battle. Rails at six metres. Uh, I'm just allowing for a fair track, but um, I'm pretty mindful. It can be difficult to make ground late in the season. So uh, if you're backing something rearward, A, want it to be late in the day or B, um, a suitable map. Race one, five horses going round. Lockie, I'll ask you the question first. Do you know what the best thing about this race? Um, the, I've got the winner. The name. Free entry to that. <laughs> and the fact that it's early and we can get it out the way. Yeah, how have I, I missed this? Well, it's basically a five-horse field. I'd say Purist was actually really good last start, but the decision not to go to the 60-plus as a 58 rater. Baffling. Um, mm. It is baffling, yeah. It is extremely. It actually went well enough last start yeah. not to be impossible in the other race. Yeah. Anyway, um, sure. I'm sure they know what they're doing with the 11-year-old. Good on them. Just, just – Coming again. But uh, Zaratite will go around, uh, looks about $1.80, $1.90 at the moment. Like, you reckon Zaratite as good as we think? Is Zaratite that good? In my notes, I've written I'm not overly convinced about him as a horse. Yeah. Like, he fell in last start. He ran over the same. Bella's idol. Like. He ran the same last two hundred as Mass Effect and All Man. Mm. Um, and and you look at it and you go, oh, maybe there was. But Zaratite, he gave that a ten. Like he got into the race at the right time. The rail was the better spot to be, but it wasn't worth not being able to out sprint the Mass Effect yeah. and All Man, who actually found a little bit of traffic issues as well. And he so. gets getting backed as well. So with that in yeah. mind, like if Montalina gets out, is Montalina as good as we think? No. Mm. No, I think Montalina's struggle. I think Montalina's off the bit a long way from him. If you this is very simplistic finding a form line through him, but do a form line through true attraction. So true attraction and Montalina are basically on par. And then um Zaratite beat true attraction by about ten lengths in that staying race. I do think the wheels really span badly for true attraction. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm not that gonna that's, the real, that's yeah. probably a poor um a poor comparison in that. Well sense, what about but, the lines through Bella's oh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go back through that now. The yeah. line through Bella's Idol in the Southwest Cup where Bella's Idol and Montalina carry the same weight. Montalina gave Bella's Idol uh, – Bella's Idol gave Montalina a head start and um, 
Montalina. I uh, think Bellazzola an important thing to note in regards to that run was the fact that the McAuliffe stable was going it was, horrible at it that was. stage. And that I think was, they were facing some issues. That was when it started at $1.80, mm. um, Montalina, and then it came out its next start in the Pinjara Cup and went even worse at about even money again, I think. Um, I, I, I just think the market's overplayed the top two here. I'm five bucks Montalina. Um, I've got Bella's Idol as my second pick at $3.30, which might be a little bit short. But this, to me, looks like a race that could just be about a, um, a straight line. Bella's Idol leads, purist on its back. <laughs> Come play with me, maybe on its back, but it also could end up in the breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Montalina and, and Zaratold will flop out the back and hope they can get a card into it. But it's it's not impossible that those two might have to make a run or be, be without cover from the five, six hundred. So look, little weight swing in a small field like this. I think the rail will be playing nice early on, especially. Um, yeah, Bella's Idol's a little bit underrated, I think, in the market here. And um, the seven fifty at the moment, eight dollars this morning, seven dollars around. Yeah, that's enough. I'm not I'm not expecting miracles, but um I reckon this horse wins the race more than one in every seven and a half times. Um so yeah, Bella's Idol. Bit of value in the first. You don't have to have too much on either. Yeah. Uh, and Purist on its back. So when Purist, you got the $300 pop on your back, mm. it drops off a bit of a crescendo mm. on the rest of the field. And so. everything has to fan out. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, happy to have What if the on. girls look at each other in the first 200 metres and Purist finds the front? I'd probably turn it off and see what else is happening. <laughs> what time does the footy final start, I think, could be my thought process. So, yeah, no, Purist isn't leading, surely. Mm. I won't come to the awards night. <laughs> Uh, I don't have a strong opinion on this. In the leg up, I tip Zaratite on the top. Uh, yeah, jury's still out, 100%. Agree with Lockie and, and Terry. Can win this and the jury probably still remains out. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Like mm. he, He's either going to – he's just one of those ones who's going to win or run second, but it just depends whether you want to take the dollar $85, dollar ninety, yeah. whatever. So. I mean, back to the good four as well because we yeah. thought he was going to be a horse that went Wet. better on the wetter track. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's I, almost I, in Bella's Idol's favour again. Yeah. I reckon the money comes, Bella's Idol here. Mm. What price do you have Bella's on? Three dollars thirty, and I had to push that out. I'm five dollars Montalina. Yeah, two thirty Zaratite, three thirty Bella's Idol, uh, five Montalina. I'm got in front of me, and I was about twenty six. Come play with me, and uh, two hundred to one purist. Yeah, See, something I'm, like that. Yeah, you know, I was. Out. I thought Zaratite's even money pop. Montalina two fifty. They took up ninety percent of my market, mm-hmm. so that I didn't really have much of a um, have much of a thought process about the other three. But I look like Montalina's. A, a good mare. She just got just got pipped on the post. She was sort of coming back at True Attraction last, mm. last Laid Saturday, in badly. She yeah, hung in badly. Yeah. Uh, so, but mile to 2,207 days, fourth up. Don't know. She'll need to be. That's that's a task, but never underestimate Darren McCall. I've, I've, I've learned that. Hard, yeah. For me, Montalina, if she's on yep. the drift, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I think I think you'll get better with Montalina. Yeah, for um, sure. Montalina. Yeah, I think she'll wobble a little bit in betting and um geez, she owes punters a couple of bucks. Yeah, she <laughs> sure yeah. does. Yeah. 100%. All right, race two is the Amelia Park. That's not bad, the five horse field we've gone and there's purist and come play with me who no one's gonna be tipping, and yeah. we've gone the other three between us. We've <laughs> absolutely split it. So perhaps something on the purist and uh, come play with me, Quinella, I'd suggest <laughs> Could uh, Richie Bell be on purist? Yeah. Well, you know on the run. 100%. Yeah. Uh, race two, the Amelia Park Handicap over 1,600 metres, the return of Cockney Crew. And uh, most people will be, well, the market suggests that most people will be tossing up between number five, Giant Leap, and number seven, Nobel Lawrence. Lockie, any thoughts on race two? Not 
Really tough race for mine. Cockney Crew, an interesting runner. Mm. First up, no trial off 112 days. Yeah, just a, a really interesting race for mine. Not keen whatsoever. Giant Leap, unlucky last start. And Lucy Warwick seems to get the best out of Nobel yeah, Lawrence. Um, yeah, I'm with you. You didn't, I don't suppose you've uh, had Colin Webster or anything on radio or heard anything regarding Bookbar Ted's failure first up after two really good trials? No, I haven't heard anything publicly. I just thought that it was unsuited by the way that race was run. I was still too yeah. poor, yeah. It was yeah. still just flat, though, you know. Like, it was, yeah. Nobel Lawrence was unsuited. Um, but Nobel Lawrence ran the quickest. Last two of the day. That tells you yeah. the story, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but but, then, but when you what it visually looks like, yeah, almost half plane, but then you look at the sectionals and it's gone very enormous. Yeah. Mathematically impossible to win. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. So, um, yeah, funny one in that sense. By Ted was just, I mean, even if they did go yeah. slow, they were still a bit ordinary. But, geez, it's the one you'd love to – you'd love to find out there was a real excuse you can forgive straight away because on its trials, the um, – yeah, the, the 30 bucks and nearly 10 bucks a hole for a top two would look pretty interesting. But, um, yeah, I agree, lucky tough race. Nobel Lawrence for me, for the sake of a tip, but my market looks pretty close to this. I'm Nobel Lawrence, $3 10 favourite. Yeah, flip of the coin for me as well. I ended up going siding with Giant Lake and the Wizards in for a big one. William Pike, he's had, hasn't had one of those days where he's ridden four or five for a while. This could be it's going to be down on Saturday. I just feel as though, I feel as though he's building mm. into, into form really nicely. Uh well, have you noticed at the moment? Because at the moment you've got Chris Parnham getting the pick of the Morton rides. You've got CJP getting the pick of the Durant rides. You've got Ashley Maley or Chris Parnham getting the pick of the uh, – sorry, uh, Bradwell Willer or Chris Parnham getting the pick of the Ashley Maley rides. And they're probably the three stables. Obviously, the Williams, they're going well still. But Pike's not getting the same quality of rides at the moment. He's not the number one for Morton. He usually would pick up those number ones for Morton or the number ones for Durant. Yeah. And especially the Durant stuff with CJP getting them. He's he's not necessarily getting the good rides he probably was. Six the interesting thing, I think, over the next month is I think the Bob Peters army is just yeah. about to yeah. be wheeled out. We saw last Thursday at Pinjarra double for the stable and Willie. And I think this is the time of year we get those three-year-olds having their Debut run, go for a little break, and then they come back and you start punching yep. them in the Kingston Town. Mm. Yeah, yes. Just looking, at the, yeah. just looking at the premiership, the early going on, this is the Jockey Metro, CJP 10 wins from 31 rides. He's mm. on top. Mm. William Pike second, nine wins uh, from 46 rides. Chris Parnham, four wins from 22. Mm. It'll so, be interesting. It's something that we're going to discuss every morning on a Sunday on Racing Rewind and just in regards to the battle between Clint, Willie, and Chris. Mm -hmm. um, you'd think Willie, in the end, will overwhelms them late. I reckon it's going to be but, close. But the yeah. fact that Adam has record a record number of horses and three-year-olds yeah. that Clint is getting first choice of, I think it'll be a nice little battle between Chris and Clint. Pike looked to get the pick of one yesterday, Henchard over Kelly's hero. Yeah. So know that might have been an owner's thing. Or maybe, a number yeah. of things can come into it, obviously. But he's right Henchard in a yeah. trial. Oh, I saw you talking about No, Vicky Corbett wrote Henchard, yeah, I think. One trial, Pike wrote it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, sorry, I, I misunderstood what you are saying. He wrote that. Ahead of Clint Johnson Porter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. Um, It'd be fun to watch throughout the season anyway. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Mm. It's, it's got, it, it, provided everyone stays healthy mm. and um, not too many suspensions and all that. I think it's going. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a really exciting battle. I'm glad you guys. Are, yeah. I'm glad you guys are focusing on that. It's good to focus on the the, the stars of the show and um, yeah, like. Clint's a young rider with heaps of ability. He's only going to get better. Chris is still very, very young. He's only going to get better. And Parky's the wizard. So, um, yeah, he's just uh, he's the established superstar that they're all trying to knock off. Yeah, for my, as I said, flip of the coin in this race, race two, Giant Leap, Nobel Lawrence. I've just gone with with Pike. Uh, Giant Leap was a bit stiff not to make it two from two. 
when held up at a crucial stage, Notorious One has gone on. She's that horse is flying, isn't it? Notorious mm. One has gone on to win again since. So giant leap. I will say that his his two previous, he's only got to, uh, third up um, in his campaign twice previously, and both times was a uh, was a failure. So the aesthetics we'll, of it's a good record compared to its soft track record don't read well either. But uh, I think if you deep dive that. A lot of those soft track wins were short price favourites, Maiden or Class 1s, yeah. and I don't think its good record is that much inferior to its soft record. On paper it is. Yeah. But if you actually analyse the runs, it's not too bad. I so. agree. He ran some good races on fast tracks at Ascot as well last uh, last season. So Giant Leap narrowly on top. Nobel Lawrence, uh, the hardest to beat. If Nobel Lawrence was a larger trainer, um, I, I'd be pretty happy probably taking 330, 340. But I do worry from a smaller yard, when they, especially when you read the stewards report and you see that uh, the gelding was slow to recover and they talk about potentially changing gear. That, yeah, that Those type of things worries me unless you're at a, at a top yard. So that's probably the thing. Do you want me to add a little bit more doubt into your mind? Yeah. Before the race last start, Nobel Lawrence oh. was reluctant to go out onto the course. Mate, I got a message from, um, I think it was Latham Anderson actually told me he was on course and he said Nobel Lawrence is being an absolute pig and doesn't want to go out there and... Uh. Then he messaged me after the race and said, "I still did my ass." <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what are you? What are you thinking, Cockney Crew Guru? Uh, I think good luck. I think it can win. Yeah, I definitely think it can win. It's a yeah. great map. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it can win, but uh, it's it's not one of mine. Not 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 one of that's not. I hate that saying. Yeah, it's not the way I would back one first up sixteen hundred. That's not just, your style of bet. Yeah. Nah, it's not my style of bet. It won by eight point three lengths that day. Um, uh, last year, it won by eight, eight and a half lengths. Um, two years ago, first now. up. Two, two years, years ago, was it? Yeah, yeah, first up. It was probably a better horse then. Yeah, uh, more reliable. First up, um, only off a twelve hundred meter trial. So, yeah, it's and it's only up one kilo on that run as well. So, um, it's capable of winning. That's that's why I don't want to play here. We don't know. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and as I said, I, I think skin and tins. What a map. Mm. Going to grab the back of Cockney Crew with 52 and a half for a horse going super. Like, it's going to peel off them and go. But I don't think it can carry a kilo and a half less than Giant Leap or Nobel Lawrence and probably beat them at the mile. So, yeah. The, the market's right. Yeah. The market's yeah. right. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Race three is the Vale Neil Cayley Plate. 1,000 metres for the three-year-olds. Uh, we do see two fillies who are having their very first start since going around in the Caracatta Plate. They are number two, Polizier, and number three, Michelada, and uh, sprinkling of winter form through the likes of Prince Ragnar, who was beaten $1.80 favourite on debut, and uh, there's a couple of other chances in the race as well. Interesting first starter who we'll get to shortly as well from the Adam Durant yard called Harmika. But uh, this three-year-old plate, Terry, any thoughts? Not really, no. <laughs> the, uh, just the irony of um, Harmika winning on the day of the awards, considering that Harmeek is a half to, to, a half to um, Tinsnip. It's just from that, yeah. I just laughed at that. It was just a personal little ha-ha. Uh, no, 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 not not, not really. Um, Pelissier has drawn wide. Michelada has drawn wide. That's pretty hard over there. What did you make of her trial? Michelada. Pelissier, uh, not not great. Uh, it was only a 400-metre hit out, but... Um, I thought Metallion. Not, not mind-blowing, yeah. If Pellissier goes well, you want to have a look at Metallion. I agree. Like yeah. For a horse that has had six starts as a juvenile, mm -hmm. over 400 metres, usually the horses that have had experience just absolutely bolt in over 400 yeah. metres. So it's either she's not going that well or the second horse is really good and we need to keep an eye out. Metallion's a uh, full, well, full misty medal, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, my rule with, with two-year-olds traditionally is um, they come back with everyone expecting them to put in the same type of form they showed as two-year-olds. Some... 
it's a bit like footy players. I think some some players go really well at junior level, and when they play against the big boys, they just don't they don't step up to that next level. So, <laughs> that, was, that was me. I, yeah, <laughs> I was never any good as a junior either, so my level stayed the same throughout. But um, yeah, I just think um, I like to take them on because they usually come up as is pretty short. So I definitely think it can win. I'm not saying it can't win. I just um, I just think they always go around a little bit um, a little bit short. So yeah, I can't. I don't know what to back though. Defending, I, I haven't marked. This is one race I didn't actually do a mark for. I think defending, if you look at its run two back, O'Donnell Park's midfield, uh, 10 bucks each way. You're probably going to get by the time they jump. That that might be worth consideration. But, um, yeah, Harmaker can win on debut. I th- I'm surprised at the don't price know. of Michelada, actually. Yeah, I, I am. I am too. I just, I, um, where did you have it in the map, though? I mean, what price is it now? About seven, eight I, I just I thought Chris would just try and tag Joey as a party on Litzier and try to. They go forward. Try to work forward, yeah. yeah. Got Prince Ragnar. Storybook goes forward again? Uh, yeah, but not. Top of the mountain goes forward? No, no, it'll. It can sit it down can sit, to 1,000. Yeah. Ha Mika jump pretty well on a slate trial, but it'll just sit. Yeah. Yeah. And. Why well, and just pop across to the breeze, maybe? Who? Pretty, yeah. Uh, uh, Michelada. Uh, yeah, it's 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 going to probably be, be probably be three wide, either with cover or without. But I think this horse has got a bit of talent. I think the thing for, I wasn't completely sold on its runs as a two-year-old. I think Pike really got the best out of it, and then um, yeah, with the barrier, I think that's the main reason. I was just a bit like, eh. so I think I had about six bucks. So I still. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the shades going back on. Yeah. I know oh, we all know that Simon is so astute in regards to horses. He puts the blinkers on, mm-hmm. and her only win was with the shades on, and then prior to the Caracatta, it had a trial with the blinkers on. Or, yeah. yeah, and it. Over raced, but I think it just over raced because it ran a really slow time, and then the blinkers then came off of the Caracatta, and they're still off now. Mm-hmm. I'm keen to see the shades. Uh, go its Caracatta plate run was massive. Like mm. it, it was back and wide and in traffic the whole way, and went to the line as well as anything. It had no luck in that Magic Moons uh, Classic. Sort of went forward in a f- sort of funny map. Um, but you're right, he did box seat on debut and win. I thought it knocked off, this is Michelada I'm referring to, knocked off mm-hmm. War Gem in a 6th of August trial. War Gem came out and defeated Prince Ragnar in that uh, midweek, uh, what was that, good, 10 good price, days ago? Good price that yeah. day too. War Gem, mm. the guru. Mm. $170,000 purchase, War Gem. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so I, don't know, I, I think Michelada's got a bit of talent. I reckon it's got under the guard of the market here. I thought that was would have been close to either – Close to second favouritism. Anyway, I was four dollars. Michelada, Michelada on top for me. Mm, it's yeah. a good bet then. Yeah. I was thinking when I was looking at the race last night, Prince That's Ragnar. That's a good start. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that Prince Ragnar might be a little bit more of a price, but he's not. So, mm, um, just that combo, Grant and Alana. Correct. Really, so, you know, so probably not a race. I'm probably keen to get involved in. parks here though, which usually can be a, a positive for. Um, yeah. For that yard and that jockey. Yeah, there was 4,000 metre races ran on that day. Yep. And that was the quickest of them all. Okay. Yeah, I thought it went good. It just any bit of inexperience late, just wanted to yep. lay in a bit and got, got nabbed on the on the line. So that was a big rail hot day as well, yeah. on pace hot day. So yeah, no, look, you and can. The money was like $220, $210, dollars $90. So realistically, I think Polissier, Michelada, defending Prince Ragnar, Storybook, and Hamika can win this race. Hamika. Realistically, Hamika. I think all of those can win this race. So Hamika ran, uh, this is the the half to tin snip out of uh, by Regano out of Mabel Grace from the Adam Durant yard. First starter, number nine. Go back and watch this horse's trials. It was uh, 
CJP, very quiet, two trials ago. That was the 26th of July. And then at its most recent trial on the 9th of August down the Lark Hill back straight, ran second to Arcadia Grace, mm. who was $1.30 at uh, Northern this afternoon. So, just quietly, yep. how bad are uh, back straight trials oh. at Lark Hill to watch? <laughs> just, they absolutely, they really, really upset me. I'm still trying to come, trying to figure it out. It's better to be wide, isn't it? It's better I don't to be know. wide. Like, I just... It changes just, trial to trial. Yeah. Up, at least give us some a better camera angle or just oh I, I cannot I stand can't get it. My head around them. I don't know what I'm looking at. Like I just I know yeah, we, I know it's confused. been I know it's been a wet winter, but it, like it was just a trial track, yeah. Yeah. And how come like they have so many so much drama just making sure it trials every once every two weeks. I mean I'm sorry, I'm not having to go here, but like if it's no, a if it's, like well if it's a if it's a trial track, it's it's uh you think that'd just be able to trial on it regularly rather than shoving people down the back straight and running around witches hats yeah. and all that I sort guess of stuff. from a training perspective, trainers just want their horses to have a hit out, but when you have your punter's hat on and you're trying to dissect which horse trial well, I mean, better than another, it, it's it, mission impossible. It's better than when they used to have the camera at the old, uh, at the original stand. So you had, used to have to watch the um, back straight trials from, <laughs> from mm. the camera placement for the original trial. So now, now at least they've got a, a tower over there where you can get a bit of better vision. But, but yeah, I mean, getting back to Halmika, uh, another of this wave of three-year-olds coming through from, oh. from Adam Durant, they're coming out. Left, right, and centre, winning, racing really well. Interesting runner, this Harmika. You know what I'd say with Harmika? Listen to Adam. Yeah. If you get a chance to talk to him, are you talking to him on the radio at any stage? Um, sure. Yeah, I'd listen to Adam because Adam's pretty pretty spot on. And if he tells you it's up to this grade, I, I am concerned that the reason it's running in this race and was scratched from today, Thursday, is because it drew wide today and it's drawn a nice barrier. So he's probably thought, well, this is probably a softer run on debut to give it. Not necessarily. This is super. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, it's six bucks, six fifty, okay. and I think right. that's I think that's fair. So yeah, I, this is yeah, I think that's fair as well. Yeah, yeah I think it's a yeah, very interesting race. I'm um yeah, no real confidence. All right, so yeah, that uh, Michelada for me. Race four, Tab Touch, Westby Platinum Handicap over twelve hundred meters, and it's the first of the Jimmy Taylor train runners. So we better get some insight from our man Lockie Taylor. Mm. OBH, he's OBH. A, a stable favourite. All the girls absolutely love him. Terry's a fan. At, at the stables, he, 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 <laughs> he tries his heart out. Had a really long campaign, but he's actually coping with his racing really well. Um, has had well-documented feet issues. His feet are in really good order, but the big query for mine is the fact that he's likely to race on a good four for the first time this campaign. Last time, second up this campaign, he raced on a soft five, which very much played more like a good four on that day. So he started relatively well in the market. He was $8.50 and went awful. And there are a couple of uh, Bob Peters horses that raced on the same day with niggling issues and they went awful that day as well. So big query for mine is how well will he perform on a good track, but on a genuine good track, yeah. yeah. But yeah. if he does it's handle map, it, though. if he yeah. does handle it fine, he'll be on speed, either leads or sits outside, lock her in, and from there, um, he'll be somewhere in the finish. Cash is Cashaw Duran's doing well at the moment, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah horses do run for him, that's he's for riding sure. well so, for us. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> logging didn't get that one, I think. Do I'm pretty confident you cross and find the fence and um, tell you what, if, if someone, as a leader, you'd love to chuck um, I'm Icy and um, lock her in on your back. Yeah. And Car- Carabineer, um, Carabineer is probably the blowout, to be honest. Um, but 
not for me, but uh, it looks a really, really nice map. But um, yeah, I think, yeah. And the fact that the two main dangers are drawn eight and nine mm. is uh, very much in your favour. But um, I thought it was a race in three. Yeah, I'm 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 going always for the right. Yeah, those, it, those, yeah. those three top in your three. opinion. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to see anything else when it looks like Magic's one that looked like it really appreciated that the bog tracks. Uh, some heavy probably discounting. Carabineers, the one that Fresh has run some nice races. If you go back through some of its last Fresh yeah. runs, so Fresh twelve hundred, but like it's sort of its go. But my faith is pretty low to be honest. So um, yeah, those three. I think Gunmetal Grey is the best. <laughs> Of the three horses that's yet to sort of pick up its points and go through its grade. I'd agree. Um, stiff last start and in a far better race. Zephyr Queen, um, that that form race around Campesi and Dunbar and Miss Vasari, who, who went no good and the market knew. Pre-race, got eight bucks, Miss Vasari, and, and went um, horribly. What's that race again? That was the winning spot to be in. Oh, well, sure. It just was, had to let down. Yeah, the way the race was being run. So they were pretty accurate on that occasion. Um, but, yeah, look, I – this is one of those ones where you want to be on, you think it's the best horse, but um, I can't really map it all that well, to no. be honest. Um, he, Chrissy, you wouldn't want him to be too defensive and give OBH a massive head start. In saying that, if OBH doesn't handle the going, I think he can get past them all from last. Um, and you don't want him to probably um, breeze if he has to work too hard to get there. Um, but in saying that, on debut, he sat deep. The trip went super. Um, he sat the breeze when third to Hot Z Nobel Lawrence trade war was behind him that day by a few more lengths. So, yeah, I, I just think this might be the best the best form for the race. He was probably a better run than all day session two start to go. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy backing in Chris Palm to pull the right rein here, and um, hopefully, the probably the thing you don't want to see is 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 him sitting three D with apple snaps on your back and giving Pike that soft cart ride into it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm about two sixty gunmetal grey, and I'm pretty keen to get involved if we can go, get a price. Gunmetal grey just needs galloping room. I reckon they just 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 give this mare some some space and yeah, let, 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 her, let her let down. I, I don't mind Chris sort of move, moving forward in you know moving line. Yeah, three wide prior to straight. I don't know if there'll be a, a three wide line. Where do you have Willie? Apple snaps. Um, well, I had it as a floater, a bit of a utility. One mm. well, they can go forward or back. Adam uh, Hunter. Adam, I was going to say Adam <laughs> Hunter. Dearie, mate, ran into Adam Hunter after the um, which grand final we win? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Ran into Adam Hunter at the um, the bar at uh, the Crown Casino in Melbourne and. He had a couple of froggies at that stage, Adam Hunter. Gee whiz, we. Um, I yeah, saw we him were... at a West Coast Eagles function the morning before the grand final, <laughs> and he'd, he'd had, I think he had a few froggies the night before as well. Dearie me, he gave me his business card. He owns a pool works over here now, and he's um, he does. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit happening anyway. Yeah. Um, shout, shout out to <laughs> Premiership Hero, West yeah. Coast Eagles Premiership Hero, Adam, Adam Hunter. Hunter. G'day, yeah. g'day, Hunter. Um, I've lost completely. That's where we're going. Apple snaps. I don't know. I think Pike will be semi-positive from the gate. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. That my my aim, my the dream here would be that Apple snaps tries to go forward, get stuck three deep outside OBH or outside of whoever sits in the breeze. Um, and um, Gunmetal Grey gets a card up on on it. But um, yeah, I didn't try too deep to map this race. I just know the horse I want to be on. Yeah. Gunmetal Grey. You happy with the price? What are you thinking? No, oh, I thought we'd, I thought we'd get a bit more rain. Yeah. I thought this might have been one that was missed a little bit. I this thought, was the, I, one... thought, I thought the map might have been, uh, yeah, might, might have helped us more look more like three dollars or something like that. Yeah, look, yeah. I think there might be some money for Apple Snaps, natural money for Apple Snaps. So we're talking about two, yeah. No, my my plans yeah. to wait for my plans yeah. to wait for Betfair here. Like if I have to take two eighty late on Betfair, so be it. But I reckon there's a better chance we see 
Apple snaps out to five bucks. Yeah, look, as I said, I was two sixty gun metal grey, but that's a, that's almost like I'll bet at two seventy type thing. I don't need a huge amount over. Yeah, there's only three bets I really want to have today, yeah. and this is one of the three. So. As soon as I did this race last night, I said this is it's gun metal grey day on Saturday. Yeah. So that was my initial. This was pre markets, obviously. This was my first thought. I was hoping for a little bit better price wise, but I feel as though this horse is ready to explode and, and sort of charge their way through the ratings. I, I like gun metal grey as a progressive mare. Yeah. But uh, Lockie's not going to tip against over eight, are you? No, I probably will. Yeah, <laughs> give it a chance. <laughs> I'll probably be tipping Gunmetal Grey. Will, yeah. will you be doing mounting yard for Tab Radio? I sure will be. So you listen to Lockie Taylor's thoughts uh, hopefully before the, hopefully every race. Mr. McClanning leaves the sprinklers on overnight or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a soft seven on the inside, pad. <laughs> so good luck to uh, Lockie and Team Taylor with the top weight. OBH, ever consistent horse out in front. He'll be doing his best. But I think uh, the three of us are aligned with Gun Middle Grey being the horse to beat. Jans, I think it's time that we uh, get Brad McManus and Mitch McClenny on the phone for this week's Mundaring Hotel Debra Racing Mastermind. Sounds good. It's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, if you get a chance, if you're up that way, uh, have a look at the Mundaring. It's, uh, it's a great pub, feed, flutter, frothies, family. the heart of the hills? Heart of the hills. Is it? 100%. Hmm. Um, and say good day to the, uh, the very affable publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Let him know that you listen to the one one and he'll look after you. Last week, episode 90, Mitch McClenny, he took on the Goldfields finest in Josh Fuchs, the big horse, and uh, he found a way to win ugly, Terry. Just mm. sort of scrambled <laughs> over the line. This week, though, we've wheeled out one of the biggest of the big guns, the man, the myth, the legend, Brad McManus. Welcome to the one-one, Brad. No, mate. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's an honour actually for us to be uh, to be sitting here with you, uh, Bradley. It's um, well, not sitting here with you to be uh, having you on the phone and having. One of uh, racing's uh, racing's finest. Uh, priced him up well this morning. You um, you must be feeling feeling pretty good going into into Saturday. No, it doesn't look like there's been any big moves. No Strathmore roses this week, Bradley. <laughs> yeah, so thankfully none of those. There's an overthought, but um, hopefully not an oversight. Well, there we go. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, okay, and back attempting a three-peat of mastermind mm. crowns. He's got his eye on that uh, seat at the Christmas party, this fellow, that's for sure, is Mitch McClaney. Mitch, you're back, mate. Yeah, go, okay, boys. Good to be back. Are you at, uh, at Belmont at the moment? No, I'm not today. At home. You got some mail on how the track's going to play? I haven't, been all, I haven't been in there all week. I'll be in there tomorrow, but we'll oh, see what well, I can do. Mate, that's the only reason we're hoping you win this. So, um, yeah, make sure you got some mail <laughs> for us next week when you dispatch of McManus. Okay, so, yeah, Mitch is, <laughs> Mitch is after a third straight victory in the Mastermind. Fellas, your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly, and we'll throw it to our guest, Lockie Taylor. I'm not really looking forward to my voice changing. <laughs> All right, boys. Challenger, are you ready? Yep. Thanks, Brad. Mastermind, are you ready? Yeah. 
Jeez. Pete Anthony to be rolling in his grave. <laughs> oh, if it wouldn't he be? Wrap <laughs> it up. Three, two, one. Question one. What was the idyllic Prince Stakes known as prior to? Mitch. Brad. Mitchell. Uh, the Goodwood Sprint. Goodwood go. Sprint. He's off to a fly. I think he had that one ready to go, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. All right. Oh. Come on, Bradley. He was close, though. He, he was, was very close. close. I'm going to do a shimmery here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. When Cockney Crew won at Belmont on September 14, 2019, he was one of six winners for what jockey? Brad Mitch. Bradley. Jade McNaught. Oh, there, there you go. One. There you go. One. Question three. Can we name the other six? No, we don't want to interrupt the show. Just keep going. <laughs> Can you name them? Ah, uh, no, neurological. Stage man was one. Stage man was one. Yeah. Um, couple of prizes. Bunker Buster. Bunker Buster? Yeah, Bunker Buster was one. She yeah, was claiming, wasn't she, she was at the time? Right. Yeah, she was, yeah. Time, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, let's get on with it. We'll think over it. We'll have a think. Question three. Idyllic Prince won four Goodwood Sprints. Jason Brown was aboard for three of them. Name the other Brad. Bradley. Jess Hill or Jess Carberry, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Two, Brad. One, Mitch. All right. In. I thought, oh, I got that wrong in my own head. I thought it was Jess Vallis. No, no, Hill, no. Hill, Hill Carberry. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah I've, I've cooked that myself. All right, lads. Two uh, one. Two one. Come on, Mitchell. <laughs> I'm gonna look. <laughs> All right. In what country did Nerfbox have his first ever race start? Mitch. Mitchell. I'll go England. Ooh, free hit for Brad. Bradley, free hit. I think I know the answer is. I'll go Germany. Oh. France. Oh. Shanti. I was going to go Nerfbox. Very well travelled, Nerfbox. Yeah. Um, all righty. Which runner in this year's idyllic Prince Stakes? Started favourite in the 2019 Railway Stakes. Brad. Bradley. Who was favourite out of Tell My Coming? Two. Uh, one. Quickly. Tell My Coming. Bradley. Yes, you are the new WA <laughs> Racing Mastermind. What was the score? 3 1. 3 1. It was pretty clinical, really. Yeah. Uh, oh. Congratulations, Brad. Why do I feel flat? Very, very good. You enjoy seeing Brad in pain, on, on, the, on the buzzer too. And lucky he got that because he, he said the two runners. If he went yeah, the other way, Mitch, Mitch could have swooped. Yeah, I was hoping he missed. Yeah, Mitch McClanny, man. You've been a welcome addition to the 1-1 one, one family, mate, and thanks for uh, your efforts Cheers, in boys. the Mastermind. You won two on the bounce. Uh, that second voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is in the mail. Hopefully you get up there and uh, and say day to Butchie. If you do, make sure you grab yeah, a photo. Sure. That would be great. And, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on the show and being a part of it, mate. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks, well, Mitchell. Well done, Mitch. And Brad McManus. We, we, that, we, was, we, that was pretty we, clinical, we, wasn't it? We told, we told the public that we were willing out the big guns and he delivered, didn't he? Once you're, once you're chasing a 3P, we go straight to the top. We go straight for a, uh, a large dog. Yes. And um, we brought one of the biggest out and he's just gone woof. Hey, Brad, have you, got, uh, have you got anyone in mind that you can throw into calculations for who might be suitable 
for the Mundaring Hotel Dobo Racing Mastermind competition. Is there anyone out there who you, you think would be uh, would be someone we should look at getting on the show? Oh, if, if someone gets them on a streak, you've, you've got to put them up against the guru, don't you? Just, um, <laughs> I reckon I'd get uh, absolutely walked over. There is someone I want to throw out, though, BJ. I want to throw out Colin Pierce. Co- big Colin. I want to get big Colin Pierce on the show. That's, next a that's all I'd Colin. like. That's all I'd like next week is big Colin Pierce on the show to so take we're, on Bradley. We're, we're throwing down the yeah. Challenge. I'm going to throw a gauntlet out. So if he doesn't come on, it's because he's weak as piss. So that's what I want to see next week. McManus versus Pierce. Uh, I think. I think if we ever get. If it ever gets dire where someone's on a massive winning streak, I think Scotty Embry might be someone yeah. that we can we yeah, can get yeah. on you, get on the show. You can't have your fifth win. I think Embry's like the remember Vulcan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vulcan was like the last person in the um, in the gladiator. Yeah, you took him on at the Travelator yeah. with the big stick. So yeah. uh, Embry can be Vulcan. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah. If you get to four, then we'll um we'll call in um Scotty A. Brad McManus, it's great to have you on the show. We would love to get you on as a uh, as a guest for a whole episode. Uh, one day, but uh, our people will talk to your people. So <laughs> we'll see if we can get that off the ground, Brad. But, uh, mate, you are the new Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind, and uh, hopefully you can join us again next Thursday. All right. Cheers, Dan. Thanks, mate. Brad McManus, eh? Yeah. Three, one. Yeah. That was a pretty clinical performance too, wasn't it, Locke? I don't know if anyone can beat him off that. Was, like, he was he was balanced. What was yeah. the first question he got wrong? Because he was one nil down. Uh, uh, good Mitch, Mitch got the idyllic Prince Stakes good with so I think Mitch might have done the uh, bit of... Um, a bit of form on the likely questions. That was probably one he was ready for. Um, uh, Brad got Mitch on the on the. He was too quick for him on the Jake Nort question. But other yeah. than that, Brad was. He yeah. Was, yeah, he was. Is it a? He was, he was composed. Well, he works in racing. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit older than Mitch, mm-hmm. so he's got a bit more depth when it comes to that. Um, it's the correct mixture to get to the. Is, yeah, he's the, really the coveted five. It could be the coveted five. Yeah. Very good, Brad right McManus. Uh, that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel will be in the mail as soon as we finish up recording this episode of The One One. So that is that for this week's edition. And we're back with race five on Idyllic Prince Stakes Day. It's a C-Corp handicap, 1,000 metres. Does look really nicely set up for Blazing Billy. However, there is an asterisk next to Blazing Billy's name because he was scratched, Terry, two weeks ago with a hoof abscess and is uh, 28 days between runs. But gate one, last start winner over subsequent winner, Strathmore Rose. William Pike keeps the ride and it's a race that lacks a bit of depth. Yeah, I can't concentrate now that Brad's won the mastermind, to be honest. That's um, that's (laughs) throwing me a little bit, but... uh, Jeez, this is uh, this is thin. I think um, the market's thin, yeah, thin. swung yeah, wildly yeah. now. But I was going to say when Walken Wall's third favourite, but as the Invisible Man's now your third favourite, that tells you a little bit of a story about the race, doesn't it? Theory me, it's um, yeah, it's it's very very thin. But if it's very very thin, it means we can probably discount it and come up with a yeah. couple of chances. And and yeah, it should be between Blazing Billy and, and Jag the Joker. Um, it's just about what price you're willing to take about Blazing Billy for A, probably being three back the fence, um, which I don't think is a major issue, no. and B, with Pycon, and yep. B, um, what you just mentioned with the, the setback. That's a, that's a major thing, like mid-campaign to have hoof halves. If you're not right, you're um, you're not winning the race. So there's very minimal. Well, it's, it's not ideal, is it? So no, so you've you got to decide what price is acceptable. Yeah. And I marked this race 350 apiece, Blazing Billy, Jag the Joker, without – Wanting to be on either, unless I got a crack. And my, I knew that Blazing would start shorter. Yeah, I looked um, at this race and went, 
Yeah, and that's the right way to go nope. about it. So it's yeah, it's well, Divine Beast is just battling. It's it's running Kalgoorlie was okay. Pike gave it a ten. Um, Dark Mission will end up yeah. being a reasonable form line. But I thought the um, run was run was solid. It was solid. Yeah. Pike gave it a ten, and it's now drawn ten of ten over a thousand. I think so much. So think, you, need, you need to be really good to win over a thousand from last. But or, you know, but you know, you sometimes know? those friendly horses they they go back to cow, they get they get fit and happy again. It's only six days. Yeah, they, but they but then they come back to town on a drier track, ready yeah. to go. I can see Divine Beast running really well. Yeah, I, I thought, my point is it's it, the fact it's seven bucks and close to your equal third favourites. That shows you something. Like, oh, I'm surprised right. Blazing Billy doesn't have a two in front of it, price wise. Yeah, I think by jump it probably will. Yeah, um, and it'll probably look. I, I'm probably just going to look see what they do with Jake the Joker late. Yeah. Like it's, I hate the twelve hundred to a thousand off seven days. Like I, I don't like the setup, but the, it's the one that's foolproof. The yeah. stable's flying, the jockey's flying. Um, three wide no cover last it might, it might be three wide no cover again yeah. uh, they might just go just just roll forward just put yourself in the right spot and yeah look it's one I might have something on um, Brad went up six bucks thanks Brad uh, but it probably <laughs> trades six bucks and if it does something like that I'll bet the current 450 I'll probably I don't really care even yeah. though I've got a 350 I was thinking Gag Jag was more like a five dollar chance but yeah mm -hmm. that was more like the uh, race for inform, but 1200 back to a thousand in oh. seven days. But mainly, is the sort of character who can sort of pull that sort of stuff off. Lockie, anything to add to uh, the ugly? <laughs> Not really. Gun to head, blazing Billy, but don't like the race. Yeah, it's just ugly. Requisition, you'd love to see it in its best form because that anywhere near its best form maps nicely, stalks him off it goes. But geez, it went horribly mm. the last couple. Um, not sure if he's a Belmont horse. Yeah, gee, it's just a oh, ugly, ugly race. Sir Snuggler, what, what leads? Oh, the day was Sir Snuggler, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Sir Snuggler was a reasonable trial. It was a trial. Good, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's when you're talking about Sir Snuggler not being impossible, mm. you know, it's not a good race. If City Circle drew a gate, it could it could have won by falling in, you know, like leaders back, gets past, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Horizon isn't the end of the world. It's just I thought, hard for I thought Horizon is the blowout. Yeah, yeah, potential yeah, blow. I didn't yeah. think it's run out Pinjaro down the straight was too bad the other day, and its best is good enough again when you when you're talking about your blazing billies and your jagged yep. jokers sort of thing. So it could be the the one that uh, outside of the market that could run a big race. But uh, blazing billy tipping on top. I think the price three dollars three dollar ten price isn't too bad actually. Yeah. So. so that that's the decision you've got to make yeah. is what you're willing to pay and. I can completely understand you going, all right, well, if it's right, it yep. wins. You yep. think it wins, you know? Um, yeah, so you're paying $3.10 for it to be right, I guess, if that's what you want to do. All right, race six. That's a horrible race. Let's get yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah, let's just, why am I still talking? Yeah. <laughs> just move on, Terry. Oh, please help me, Joe. Race six, the Peninsula Dining Room Handicap. Oh, not this race. We do a different one. Hang on. <laughs> Over 2,000 metres, another no metro win last year with our first one on a sad day last Saturday, and um, that was won by Porfirio. And we have our second uh, week later and uh, similar lineup of uh, forces. So Porfirio, Salon, Duchevel, and Al Mahalo, they filled the trifecta in that zero metro win last year mile last week, and then they are all three of the main fancies in this 2,000-meter race uh, seven days later. But there's a few other things that you can throw into the mix. Decoy Noxious ran well. Aragain is a bit of a hard horse to get a handle on. Overthought. Overthought is could be a nasty result for um, our man, the mastermind. Brad McManus. Mm. Yeah, I thought his twelve dollars was a little bit a little bit um lengthy, I think. Just just the fact that there's no real standouts here. I think it's one of many chances. But, um, I thought that I'd found one who would be a little bit 
out of juicy. Little, yeah, a little bit juicy. Um, and I'm bitterly disappointed with Brad and, and his fellow <laughs> cohort of market makers. I thought um, number nine, Red Dwarf, could run a big race uh, at a price, but uh, it looks I was, like I wasn't yeah. alone in that. Yeah, I was with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with the Dwarf as well, yeah? Yeah. Well, I think they're the good. Sometimes it's nice with a price when it's not a middling price yeah. and you're like, let's just wait, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like if it, this is 11 or 12 bucks, you're probably going, oh, do I take yeah. it, do I? But 750 you go, I'll just wait. It's yeah. not going to start shorter than 750 you know, and you could get 15 bucks bet fair if there's a move for something. So I agree. I think it's a bet fair late job, but yeah. I'll just I'll just lay the case out for Red Lay the Wall. case. So these horses, like they're seasoned, you know, most of them are going around week in, week out, flip-flopping between miles and 2000s. And they're on their mid, mark. Mid-week, graduation, they're sort of, sort of in that middle rung of horses. Red Dwarf, I sort of black-booked him twice in a row at Pinjarra and then he came out and I thought that maiden win was really strong. If you watch him lengthen to the line, didn't beat lot, but he lengthened to the line like a horse. So I thought, oh, okay, that was, that was nice. Six-year-old now. Only had the five starts. Uh, and then I thought that that third, third placing behind Accelerate, midweek, class three, 2,100 metres, I thought that run was just massive. Absolutely Accelerate would be favourite, yeah. He was a class three coming up to obviously a 60 plus, but I think that class three form line will hold up really well given the fact- bash for a second, yeah. Given yeah. the fact that it was such a hard run, truly run- 2,100-metre race, so yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. He was in a good spot with Joey as a party and they run the affair, run, ran, was going at 100 miles an hour in front and then they slammed on the brakes and in that moment when the field bunched, he sort of lost his position, ended up having to come back, couldn't get a cart up into the race, accelerate and uh, Buster Bash were on top of the speed and were out of trouble. And the way that Red Dwarf was able to weave between runners and then underneath runners and still work home really solidly into third, I was impressed. So... It is a bit of a leap of faith coming up into this grade, but I do think that that Red Dwarf, well positioned by Joey Azapati from gate four on Saturday, I think he can run a big race. Mm. Here, here. I'm in the grants. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I, I, this isn't a card with all that many investments on it. I think I had all my bets yesterday. Um, Terry's just waiting yeah. for <laughs> Terry, Terry's waiting for Uber Eats to arrive, isn't he? Lucky, mate. His mind's elsewhere at the moment. What about – I'll be interested to hear what price you have Mass Effect. Choose a Vecra. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, what price you had Mass Effect. Like, oh, I mean, that was – what an odd horse. Beaten Oregon two lengths. Zaratite comes out and wins <laughs> early. Or if, if it, mm, say it and Bell's older run one too earlier, then it, it's favourite. <laughs> just about. Like, <laughs> I just looked at Mass Effect's best form when it was back with Wolfie and um, I don't think even then it was good enough to – Probably win this over the journey. So I can't believe he's still yeah. racing. Gary Delane, top job. Like yeah. Mass Effect has had so well, many hiccups along the line. He's 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 he must he's got some magic, Gary, because this, Mass Effect has been retired three times and he's still going around. Managed to run like a career best with him picked up seven that. ratings points yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah, I um yeah, minus looks didn't unfortunately um live up to my expectations. But in my defence, it was seventy ones to twenties, <laughs> so the the money came, but that didn't pay much when it ran last. Um, um, Solander Chevelle was pretty stiff last Saturday, I must say. Uh, Solander Chevelle was following the rail, and Perfurio was following Solander Chevelle. Yeah. Lucy ended ended up uh, trying to 
uh, angle out and look for runs between the oh. between runners mid pack. Whereas Stevie Parnham stayed on the fence, hard on the fence with Perfurio and got Good gifted a, a saloon passage through. And uh, Lucy got a little bit prattled and had to sort of work her way through from there. So yeah, um, there's that, two form lines. Yeah, right. She got the. Uh, they're all it's so. I don't. You don't usually see this many horses in a race off seven days. It's quite incredible. Mm. Um, but yeah, you've got the the staying race, um, which was your sugarcane. Uh, Sugar cane, yes, with decoy noxious Aragane Overthorpe. And then you have your Porfiro win with Celon Duchevel, Alma Harlow, and Miss Zadell coming from that one. Um, so you decide which is a better form line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure who's a better form line for the staying journey. Um, it's a bit confusing. Maybe the Porfiro race. The best stayer in this race and the best horse in this race by panels, actually, I think you'll find is Porfirio. Um, I'm not tipping Porfirio. It's so hard to win from last. It's just very difficult. Um, but three goes at the journey. One of them was in a um, listed race, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll forget that. Um, but that shows you the confidence I have in the horse. One of them sat deep the trip and it was huge, huge. And the other one that ran third to Born to Try and Reliable Star, yeah. which um, we, we both start really short here. Is so. that yeah, we were there. We were there. Around third that yeah. day. It was a really big run. So I think Paul Fiero is your best stayer, definitely. Um, has to go back to a good track. It's going to be back to last. I'm eight bucks, so it's not it's not a bet for me. But, um, geez, this is just a uh, a very, very, very open race. You run this 10 times. Aragain, we had Danny Morton on last week, and um, it, what inspired me to back Aragain over Sugarcane, even though I did mention I liked them both, was Danny Morton's words that they're going to be aggressive and go forward and, and watching it flop out the gates and settle midfield, then allow horses to go around it. Um, frustrating is the adjective I'd use to describe how I felt. Yeah, they went, they went horribly period. slow in that race so, as well. The so. wide gate, I'm sure I reckon this, this time you've got to tell. I'm, I'm a little flat that this is, to me, look like a Keshaw type ride. Mm-hmm. To me, this looks like a great option for a claimer, get down to 53 and a half and just roll. Um, you, you probably only got to get a pro- proxy, don't you? I mean, that's the only other one. Deep yeah. Noxious might be happy sitting. It will lead if nothing else wants to take it on. But um yeah, you're on this race 10 times, 10 different results. I'm Aragain, six bucks, decoy noxious, 650, overthought, 650, Salon du Chevelle, eight, Porfirio, eight. So good luck. Yeah, I think I was yeah. 550 the field as well. Current uh, markets, it's each way decoy noxious for me. For me, Red Dwarf, I'll be waiting for the Betfair exchange, betfair.com.au. I'll be betting smarter. Lucky? Likewise, Red Dwarf. I don't like the race. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, race number seven. This is a race that at least we get to talk about some some good horses, a nice obvious speed map, and um, I'd be surprised if we're not aligning here. And the Crown Towers, we're not going to end up at the, at the Crown Towers on Saturday, are we? Betting man would have something on. Depends if Red Dwarf wins or not. Yeah, I reckon a uh, like if the one. Oh, yeah, well, hang on. Yeah. Oh, BJ, come on. Uh, depends if the one one wins or not. Um, but have we got? Uh, have we got uh, Mr. Delegator blinkers on? Um, I think I think they will try to lead here. Um, I know they've been happy to sit in the past, um, but surely with the blinkers on, they're going forward. That was a really nice run. At a strong tempo uh, a couple of weeks ago and peppy jack to the breeze and super territory with a sit agree i thought the last start effort of mr delegator was a nice little blueprint on one how he races best and obviously two then how to ride him and obviously with the yep. blinkers on i think that's only going going to encourage that two starts ago if you're being critical of the ride i thought kate just went too slow out in front and brad Willer on bad wolf made the most of that um but 
to a, to a credit, last start I thought was a terrific ride, but just found one better in Brave Dream. But I think this is a, a race in two between Mr. Delegator and Brave Dream once again. Yeah, it was a better it was a better ride. It was still a little bit out of balance for mine with the like as, as she's a predator. Yeah, it was two. It was two polar opposites. A, li- a little bit. A little bit. I think she went almost five lengths above benchmark to the eight hundred. And then, the it was, that- then it was an anchor drop. I think if if it, if she can keep Mister Delegator maybe a length or two above above benchmark and sustain that, that just makes it real. Doesn't allow those horses to yep. to creep into the race. So I think she's she's going to be getting better every time she rides this horse. Is Kate Southam and uh, the, interesting to see what the blinkers how much. They what what they do to a horse like Mister Delegated because he looked like he was mm. up, up for the fight the other day. Mm. He was traveling, he was traveling pretty strong. So could the the blinkers could they be the missing link or could they be the thing that tips him? They like up, they know? like backing him as well, don't they? That's why. Um, look, I'm, I'm I'm very keen. Brave Dream. I mentioned. Uh, I think we spoke about last week's show. I think it could be the truly great. Almost. I probably won't go that far. But that win, like you had the back of Luke's choice. It was gone at the six hundred. You've had to sustain a run on it's a hot massive. tempo, like and I, against the pattern. Like Summers Duck made really good ground that day, but I nothing, think, nothing else I made good ground. I think I was looking last night. It's last six hundred was almost five lengths superior to any other runner, right? Yep. And the, that that next runner was Dorado. Yeah. But if you took Dorado out, it was like seven or eight lengths superior to any other runner. Like it was just it just stood I out. I expected it to peak on its run. I expected her to peak on that run, like towards the end. Yeah. I thought she it might is pricked. Yeah, it is pricked, yeah. It absolutely is pricked. And hearing after the race that it was just a booking um, miscommunication, that's why Pike wasn't on. I was dirty. I didn't know that pre-race because, um, yeah, the writing was on the wall the prior start. Like that, if you go back and watch that, fourth again you, you we know he, he yeah. was unlucky she was unlucky sorry um but the way she picked up after being stood up at the hundred and found Squall, the line yeah. like this horse is going to go through the grades she's a 67 raider i reckon she's racing like a 90 raider 85 raider so she's probably got another four wins in her before she reaches her mark um only bad luck or um kate southam very smartly out in front and kicking clear right at the right time beats her so yeah. i think the only way mr delegator beats brave dream is if horses like red hot tip Carrigini Aurora, Peppy Jack and Super Teratoa are yeah. folding at the 500 and Kate's off and gone. But even then, we saw last start Brave Dream has the ability to sustain a long run. So yeah, should be very hard to beat. Yeah, I'm a $1.85 Brave Dream. Currently 205, 210 around. Look, I've... Look, I'm, I'm happy having a bet there, but I'm I'm going to wait and hope that the Mister Delegating money comes again. Yeah. It doesn't take all that much to get two forty. I actually thought like. Mister Delegating would be a bit shorter. So yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, I just thought that the there wasn't a huge margin between them the other day. Um, but uh, yeah, mate, like a brave dream, as Terry said, was three wide tracking Luke's choice. Luke's choice was going nowhere. CJP had to get going when he did. And it was almost like a it looked like a task that was beyond Brave Dream at the top of the straight. But to see this mare lengthen and mow down Mr. Delegator in that fashion was just like, ooh, it was quite quite jaw dropping actually. So yeah, we'll see what see if Brave Dream, whether that was a one off or whether she can uh, do it again. I don't think it was a one off, but I, a, I don't think are we one-off. concerned about the good four? And B, it's uh she is Three from eight without Pike, zero from three with Pike. We don't usually say the stat yeah. around, do we? So really, um, yeah. yeah. And she failed uh, pretty ordinary. He well, once she would have won, but Pikey um, found traffic. The other two times she's been, yeah, pretty ordinary. I just uh, three dollars twenty, three dollars and three dollars eighty. The three times he wrote her. And, it um, looks like looks like she's in the zone now. Adam, I remember yeah. when we spoke to Adam, and I mentioned this before last up. Adam said that Brave Dream was the best. Of his runners, yeah, mm. yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, that's interesting because we, we always sort of thought Brave Dream was 
a potential dispersal sort of sale horse, but oh, all, yeah. all, all of a sudden it's like, hang on, ah, I see. Now, now they've they've worked out. Adam's worked out this mare, and she's uh she's found the health and fitness, and you know she's in a sweet spot now. So brave dream, uh, one of the best of the day for mine. How's the um? How is the uh, the Uber Eats of sixty seconds away? <laughs> uh, I completely lost what I was going to say there. Um, yeah, how's the conversation? That's uh, I, I said I said it sort of flippantly, but we're saying, oh, CJ Peter Pike is that a concern? Just sort of half saying that. That's a um, well, we're, we're going to be talking about another riding change shortly. Exactly. 150 to go and Eliotto has gone to a clear lead. He's on top in the Goodwood. Eliotto by one idyllic prince. Over on the inside is Wolf Dreams travelling in third place. Kasabian is beautifully positioned. All fried up is next on the outside of Blacksmith and Gondor for length and a half to playing God. Quietly ridden back over on the outside of Bucciolati. And last of all, coming around the home turn is London. They're about to straighten for home in the Goodwood at the 400 and Eliotto sticking close to the fence leads a length. Brown calls upon idyllic Prince though, shooting down the barrel of four straight wins in the Goodwood levels up with Eliotto, Blacksmith running on, in behind them Kasabian here comes Playing God, finishing brilliantly down the middle of the course but idyllic Prince at the 100 kicks away it's idyllic Prince, Playing God Blacksmith on the fence, Eliotto but it's four straight Goodwoods he is a marvel, idyllic Prince cracks the million dollar mark today Four in a line, it's history in the Goodwood from Playing God or Eliotto close up Blacksmith in the middle Time for the feature of the day, the Idyllic Prince Stakes, listed race, 125,000 standard weight for age, over the 1,300 metres. Sam's Dat was back to his brilliant best with a barnstorming Newmarket, Belmont Newmarket victory. Two weeks ago, he uh, he heads the market alongside Railway Stakes place getter, Too Close to the Sun, who will be ridden by William. But it's actually a couple of key riding changes here. Fascinating, which, fascinating, which mm. we will discuss shortly. But Samizdat too close to the sun. They head the market. And too close, sun's favourite with most markets. Just, just local that's got um, the medical. You surprised by that, Lockie? Really surprised. Mm. Yeah, I thought too close to sun is a yeah really under the odds at the moment. Yeah, it's um yeah I'm, I'm quite surprised. I, I just felt naturally over the sprint journey, the market would gravitate towards, especially a horse that won so brilliantly. Um. Over a sprint journey, um, a fortnight ago, and, and obviously even gets weight swings on most of its major competitors. Yeah, I know Too Close to Sun has that peak performance against Inspirational Girl mm. over 1,400 metres, but he still hasn't won below 1,700 metres. So for mine, he's well and truly under the odds. Never raced below 1,400 metres. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a very interesting one. He's a, a horse that's been um, – we, we didn't get to it. You didn't get to the, my question in the mastermind either. Oh, you asked which one to Lockie. Yeah, oh, okay. well, he's going to know the answer yeah. now because I'm just giving it away. <laughs> uh, what was it? Who? Uh, which horse? Uh, Doc. Doc Fryer broke its maiden against um, – which horse ran second from this year's idyllic print stakes? Uh, Trap for Fools, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was two places. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? So there you go. Um, yeah, look. What did we make of Too Close to Sun's first up performance? So it went around Wrong early, ride. It went around the Narwini with 62 kgs and ran sort of a closing third behind that 
funny as peak on its run either fitness weight uh the center of the track um it's not a, a, that sharp combination of everything combination of everything yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he should have been two dollar 20 favorite to begin with no I, I was i was pretty confident the money had come um but yeah i i because i was i was pretty keen that day i expected a more aggressive ride brad really just let him flop out and happy to settle in six. And I don't think that's how Too Close to Sun is going to win his races. But look, I, I wanted to be on Too Close to Sun here. That's the horse I was targeting. But I'm I'm four dollars and I like it. So mm. usually if I like one, I'm, I tend to maybe be a little thinner than they should be. Mm. So this is one of those races. Where I'm going. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, it's it's bare 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 bones type stuff. I think a lot of people lock with the map might be going well. He just finds the front. But the big query is, you should probably find the front on paper. But is he that quick early over 1,300 if a horse like Multiverse comes out with real intent or if um, I think Pims will be ridden quieter um, with Mitchell going back on to try and Well, that they're only strengths. real two, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, two. Too close to Sun and Multiverse. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, you always think, is there, a, is there a fly on the ointment horse? Can tell them we're coming, like, jump all right and push forward. I don't, I don't think so. Um, Cocky Joy's led in the past, but I don't think that'll be the plan after from barrier two. Um, is a left of field thought? Does Floyd have any type of gate speed? And to. could we see some a steward's notification prior to the, the eighth? Well, I think if you're, um, yeah, I think that would uh, there'd be some uh, questions asked about the team riding. But in saying that, it wouldn't be a bad tactic. So I don't think they can. Well, Carlson's going back. Kind of. I don't think so. Floyd was really good yeah. today. Um, I I don't think it can win going back, but I don't think it can't win either. I don't mm. think it's a. That just really that that was like <laughs> Tom Brown. That's like Tom Brown and say <laughs> Tom Brown, Tom Brown. That made a lot of sense. Uh, I, look, I need a Terry Layton translator. Yeah, I don't think it's a <laughs> <laughs> good for your account. How good is the Tom Brown translator? That's one of my favourite things on Twitter. Um, yeah, look, I don't know. What I'm He's had a week this week, Tom Brown too, hasn't he? Well, What's he covering the cup? How is he a thing? Hey? How is he? How? I just don't get it. I just don't well, get it. There's hope for all of us, though. There is 100% hope yeah. for all of us. Um, look, I was, what was I, 392 close to Sun, 390 Summers Dat, five bucks, tell them we're coming. But um, I, I reckon when I did the market, I thought, geez, I couldn't have Summers Dat this any longer. And I probably should have had it shorter. What price is Summers Dat? I was 390. I was 330. And I'm $4, $4 too close. Were you four yep. dollars as well? Yeah, or three ninety. I was equal favourite. Yeah. So markets are all very similar. Yeah. Look, I'm really excited to watch the race and get into it, but from a betting point of view, it's just it's just nothing there for me at the moment. What okay, so let's let's talk about this jockey's situation. Mm. Sam's doubt was written by Clint Johnston Porter, who has been teaming up really well with the Ganjimi brothers in recent times. Uh, that was first up in the Belmont New Market, CJP on board, and now we uh, stepping up into the idyllic prince, we have Brad Parnham as the booking. Yeah. Insight into that, Sam is that is Brad Parnham's ride. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he wasn't aboard in the new park at the victory was because of Indian Pacific. Okay. So that's the reasoning there. And then tell him we're coming was William Pike. Obviously rides a lot for the Galantes. They mm-hmm. go back a long way. Um, but Brad Rewilla had done all the work from what I'm led to believe on tell him we're coming. And it was Correct. Brad's ride. Um, but, Perhaps Brad didn't have the choice of too close to Sun anyway. Um, but if he did, he probably would have gone tell him we're coming. I don't know. That's yeah, that's I'm... that's that's the one that that is confusing me. Like mm. uh, the, the switch, the Brad Ruler switch. It's more the ownership group of yeah. um, tell him we're coming as well. And I personally, I think Pike switch tell him we're coming, and Brad Ruler switch exactly. too close to Sun. Like, I think they actually <laughs> exactly. Is, that's what, that's what I was about to say. They've gone they, the wrong they, way around there. So reading between the lines, 
I think Brad Arilla has been really, really keen yeah. and forward for Tellem we're coming. So I think he was always going to be in Tellem's corner mm-hmm. and then maybe Willie Will he got the rest? It's a good little push. It's on the market itself. We're looking most agencies 290, too close to Sun, and you're talking 550, tell them we're coming. Mm. And Brad Rewill are a pretty astute judge, had the choice of the two. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good little push on your own, telling you that, look, I, I like too close to Sun, but that's, <laughs> I'm not taking too, I, I would have needed a four in front of too close to Sun to have a bet. And even then, I wouldn't be rushing in. Mm. Um, yeah, look, great, great, great. It's a really good weight for age race. So, with those three doing battle, I can't have anything else. Um, I think other ones can run races. Cocky Joy will trade triple figures. Don't know why, I just felt like I had to mention that. It's $23. It should be. I don't know why it's not under to one. Um, but come on, like but Jimmy Grave. Like why? <laughs> he don't he doesn't do a bad job with his horses as Jimmy. And Cocky Joy's got actually quite a lot of ability. However, this is just poor, poor placement. Yeah, this, yeah, come yeah. on, come on, Jimmy. Yeah, it's I mean I don't know. It's a look if you're backing too close, and this is half the reason I like too close to Sunny's. I thought Cocky Joy. Um, multiverse, uh, Nerf Bosk, um, those type of horses would be between Samazdat and uh, Tell Them We're Coming. And if they create a little bit of a buffer, I think I am going off that run over 1400 where Inspirational Girl took the whole straight to get past. I know they walked, but that you'd think the walking would have was, not suited too close, son. Then they was, came out uh, in the Hotly Run Railway and it's run second. That was the Asian Bow Stakes. Yeah, in the Asian Bow. So yeah. I think too close to Sun's a really nice animal, but um, the other two are going to run quicker last two. It's just how close they are, basically. Mm. It's the market. Mm-hmm. Too close to sun for me, but I want four bucks to bet <laughs> at least. 420 probably. Summerstat for me. Summerstat was one of the gonna be one of the best horses in the state. Ran won an Asian bow, ran fifth in a railway. And Third favourite. Then he had some yeah. <laughs> then he had some time off. He came back for a prep. It didn't go to plan. Uh last summer he ran through some races. He defeated Flotini, I think that was I was at a scenic last, last yeah, and then he's, he ran through and was a bit stiff behind Dig Deep. That's the first shout out to Dig Deep. That Took us all this time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I also like to just go back to that. Uh, was he? I don't know. I just was thought, he stiff? I just sort of threw that little bar. <laughs> hey, he, he, he was not stiff. <laughs> Tell you what, a bow though. Was, was, was it he stiff? Was it he? Nah. You sure? Yeah. 100%. Okay. Well, he was, that, I think from memory. Bring the replay up. Bring yeah, the I'm going to bring the replay. Right. I think he was off the bit. Um, I think he was off the bit early. But, um, Regardless, his form last prep was good, but that win in the new market suggested that the Gangemis have this bloke rocking and rolling again. They're talking about Melbourne preps. Um, he's a very, very good Belmont horse as well. Now, best horse one. Okay, Sam, Sam is that uh, for mine. I think uh, I think he's re- <clears throat> he's in for a ripping prep, and I reckon he's going to win again. I, I just feel as though if he's within striking distance, he's just going to be too sharp for too close to sun late and the race is going to be too strong and overwhelming on the line. I completely agree. I think Sam's that's one of the better bets on the card. Oh, I think he's around like $3.40. Not sure if he, if the money comes for him or not, but either way, I'm happy to take the current price. Just love that first up run. We were speaking off there about the fact that he has a dynamite fresh record, yeah. but for mine, his career best win is still in the Asian Bow over Regal Power. Great um, partner on that day too. Yeah. Yep, and he was third up into a yep. campaign then. So I just think in a race where there's probably three horses suited at weight for age, Nerf Bosk, Too Close to Sun and Samazdat, he's the one I'd rather take out of them. And then Telma coming is the other danger. And for mine, I think Samazdat is within a length and a half or two lengths 
of Telma coming at the top of the stripe, and from there, Sam is that gets over the top of them. Yep. The query, anyone querying the uh, the wet uh, uh, good form as well for Sam is that's five from seven on soft or heavy, mm. and two from twelve. Those two wins on the good track were so big. Um, one was in the list of scenic blast, the other was in a magic, magic millions wins. race at Pinjarra. So I think that stat. It's embellished by the fact that a lot of the big races he's contested has been in good fours at Ascot. So yep. um, I wouldn't be too perturbed about that. Um, but point of difference, I'm going to take his on. Too close to Sun. I'm going to back a very good horse who they have to get past at equal weights. Okay. So I'm too close to Sun, but it's probably likely I won't be betting. All right. What's the time for, Lachlan? Get out. Is it Lockheed? No, it's just Lockie. It is just Lockie. Just Lockie. Okay. Sorry, I've taken away from the 91th, 91th, 91st edition of the Get Out uh, Stakes. How do you spell it? S-T-E-A-K-S. <laughs> the real knee knock at that. That is correct, boys. The, uh, the Get Out Stakes proudly sponsored by our friends at Market City. It's extremely popular, <clears throat> Get Out Stakes. Actually, actually, the Get Out Stakes and the uh, as Terry reaches for... <laughs> He's good. Uh, oh, dearie, mate. Get out stakes and the um and the the one one crew got a bit of a shout out during the week as well. Yeah, that was nice. Wasn't it? Mark Miller. Mark Miller. Yeah. yeah, I believe he's quite the uh, quite the golfer. Uh, Cripper tells me as well. Yeah, um, is he a pro golfer? I think he might be. Yeah. He is, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, no, thanks to Mark and um, got some traction as well, didn't yeah. it? Got, got a few. Likes. Got a few Larry yeah, likes. A little trending on Twitter yeah. for for a, a stride. But um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, market city mates. Timmy Hewitt. It uh, was his fortieth birthday. During the week as well, Timmy Hewitt. And so he's around the corner, is not he? And he's got a, yeah, he does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's from 11HQ. And he's got a uh, big 40th coming up uh, in two weeks' time at Belmont Park. No. Oh. So. Um, Where else would you want your birthday? Yeah. <laughs> Free entry too. So, uh, yeah, it's a good man. He's Timmy, absolute legend of the game. And uh, him and his team, they run a, run a tight ship out there at Market City Meets. So sweet past and uh, they'll look after you. Cannonball Markets on Bannister Road. Congratulations to episode 90 winner, Jared Crichton. Now, related to Jesse? Jared, you made that same gag the last time this bloke won. <laughs> did I? Is, is it, <laughs> yeah, you did. This is his second, this is his second uh, get out stage oh, victory. And he got the exact 1.12 notorious one, 1.2, 1.12 length notorious one margin in the get out last Saturday. Ding dong. There were three people who were 0.01 length away from victory. One of them being uh, Jack Young, friend of the podcast, Mm. Jack Young. Um, Jack Robert. Jack Robert, yeah. And uh, uh, Dean Powell, who won won the week before. He was another one. And I think it was Benny the Guru, Armstrong. So there was three of our listeners who were a pimple away from a get-out stakes. But... Jared Crichton, he was the man who got it spot on and uh, he's already been in to see Timmy and he's collected his uh, his delicious gourmet group one steaks from uh, Market City Meats. Group notorious one steaks. Exactly. So we enter this week's edition of the Get Out Steaks at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win race nine at Belmont this Sunday and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Of course, how could we forget the Sam White rule lucky? First in, best rest. First in, best rest. First past the post. Um, Captain Chaos, 0.92 lengths. There you go. I've summarised it in a... Um, oh, you know what? You know yeah. what I appreciate? What's that? You usually gave me the 
two, two decimal, decimal points. points. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, I, no problem. I, I think you're going to need the two decimal points this week because <laughs> this will be a popular <laughs> suggestion, I'd suggest. Lucky? Am I giving a prediction? Yeah, give a prediction. Uh, uh, oh, ca- right. Captain Chaos, 0.12. Oh, just going to get there. Yeah, but he'd be flying home. Yeah, he'd be going two to their one. Who's he going to get past? Don't know. Uh, Point taken? No, she'll be behind him. Okay. (laughs) I'll go Captain Chaos by a bit longer. I'll go 1.53 lengths. Captain Chaos. Going to put him away. Put him away and just just eased up on the line. Yeah. I think this will absolutely uh, brain them. In the last, this is a great setup. For, for Captain Chaos, I was 260 and I couldn't have got him any longer. Um, that win first up when he was a big drifter. It's probably the only time I'm going to see that type of price about him, I'd suggest. Yeah. Um, retrospect's a powerful tool, guys. Um, Format that race is enormous, actually. Yeah, yeah. Campese's effort queen. Dark Mission went to Cal Goulry and won. Big um, rocky path, ran in that race, came out and run. Yep, Dunbar went super. Yeah. yeah, it just all, it looks nice. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's a star. Lines up. He's yeah, a star. aesthetically watching him, the way he reaches for the line, um, it's just it's the way a good horse reaches for the line. Savage. And look, what I think, I mean, the, on paper, Cliff's a comfort, I don't think he's come back quite the same. Um, but he, look, going to the front is obviously one of the dangers. But from barrier eight, I think Chris needs to probably be a touch more, can be a touch more aggressive. If you look at the set, I love looking at the horses drawn underneath you, and you've got Miss Marietta, Crystal Dane, Moshard, and Costa del Santo. So that's five or four of the seven. The They're all drop back horses. Yeah. Then you've got um, Rebel Knight, our Danny, who will both probably race in the first four or five. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Rain of Fire, who will probably be in a very similar spot. So there should be a spot in somewhere from six to nine, six to eight for Captain Chaos. By the end the He's going to land midfield. Yeah, by yeah. the end of the day, a wider draw, a midfield draw rather than barrier one is probably a, an advantage. And, um, yeah, I just think it would take um, – Probably a really nice steer and and a hot inside pad for a horse like Rain of Fire maybe to beat it type thing. But yeah. Even then, um, yeah, I think we're stretching. So. I mean, the best of Cliff's out in front, but is he that horse anymore? I'm not sure. Yeah, and he's going to have to, mm. even though there's no speed in this, which is a really nice map again for Cliff's, he's going to have to do a fair bit of work. Just From the to 1,200 to, to get to the turn in, in time. It's Lionel Messi. Yeah, yeah. What do we – this Captain yes. Chaos was um, – Sort of, what's our betting price? I thought I thought he might be like high twos, but yeah. um, do we wait now at two eighty type thing again? It's one of those ones where all three of these I was just sort of hoping because there will be some rain of fire money. There'll be a little bit of Cliffs money, um, Mosha Crystal Spirit. Uh, there'll be little there'll be thought processes, but there won't be much money anywhere else. Mm. Yeah, sometimes. What, yeah. Why do you think? Um, you talk about quantifying the drift. Mm-hmm. Talk us through. So I'm just going to bring up the flux here. A lot of the times so when they're this short, it's just about a bit of money for something else. If Rain of Fire is supported yeah. into 420, 450, and then bang, next thing you know, you're getting 360. Captain, Captain, Chaos. Was, Captain Chaos was 360. Yeah, really well backed. 360, mm-hmm. $485, $550. And obviously better on the Betfair Exchange. Yep. Uh, so that is... Um, for a horse with his profile and a... Was, that was the wide gate, the fact it was playing a certain yeah. way. Um, Lactar to a degree. Yeah. yeah. I think now that we've seen the run... Um, it's hard to go back now and, and like, forget it. It's going to be a lot of people's best or one of their best bets on the cards. Yeah, uh, yeah it ticks, ticks a lot of... Michael Grantham's only got a small team, but I trust him as a, as a trainer. Um, 
Yeah, I I think Rain of Fire is the only one. Cliffs of Comfort and Rain of Fire are the only two that strong money can come for. So did you say that notorious one last week? I said, oh, you should be able to get three bucks late. Traded, yeah, traded one point. So I might have started trading two ten late. You know what I mean? But who was the horse that kicked clear and like Laferola? Yeah, yeah because oh, and out the door yeah. was phoned me. There was nothing for Harry Thomas. And, and notorious so. one picked it up like yeah. it was just toying with it. Well, it's interesting. Unreal, unreal. On, on yeah. Sunday morning, I said. I think the two talking point horses out of this winter have been the Spruker, yeah. Notorious One, and I think after Saturday afternoon and then potentially another win, the third one will be Captain, Captain Chaos. Chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this might, yeah, maybe it's best to take the price. I don't know. Yeah. As I said, I'm 260. Just, looking you at just prices, know horses. Sorry. So yeah. it's just a look, look at his price. It's Flux last prep. Um, I mean, this was in lower grades. But it was a dollar ninety-five to a dollar seventy-five, two eighty to two fifty, two twenty to two fifteen, which is which is why that sort of that drift first up was quite alarming in a way. And then he to do what he did. I wonder whether the market catches up to him and there's a overcorrection, or whether whether they go again and 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 there's something in his profile that the the um, the the big teams are sort of willing to. Sort of push him out of touch. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, and the big teams have shown they don't just have to back horses that are leading at Belmont yeah. either. Like yeah. Notorious One was always going to be in a sticky spot. And <clears throat> we talked about, Lockie was just mentioning the Campese firm last week. Like that was a race where there was horses that could be backed. Like Mr. Sari was got the absolute, Mr. Sari's one that could have started favourite just yeah. about, you know, on another day. And it, it started $8.50 to Campese's $2.80. So it was, um, yeah, very, very interesting stuff. I think with Chris back aboard, I'd be shocked if he's a, a drifter. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you got to remember at the moment. See, at the moment, this is what I'm going to look at it. You're talking 126 percent market for two dollars eighty. Um, I'm just quoting one of the agencies here. It's 126. The market has to drift 26 percent. So, is anything at a price that's going to come in? That's maybe one way to look at. It. Is something there? Maybe Rebel Knight, Crystal. Oh no, no. Nah. Is there anything? What? Where does that 26 percent go? You know what I mean? Like that, that's probably the big question. When you break right. it down like that, I just think he's going to get back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it could be a 240, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So we're all heading down the bet fair exchange after this. Yeah, yeah. Just the local shop on the corner. So Captain. Um, look, if you're looking for something wild in the last, I think it'll get out to 40, 50 to 1. Um, our Danny, because I, I reckon these new season four-year-olds are the go. Yeah. I reckon they're the horses. Uh, our Danny failed on a heavy 10. I don't think it was all that happy a horse that day either. Prior run super against the older horses. Yep. Go back to the last campaign. He got a really strong fourth to kiss on all four cheeks. Won a three-year-old, $70,000 race, sitting deep the trip. Um, ran second to Brooklyn Pier. Split Gemma's son in Brooklyn Pier. Um, nice draw, parks up on him when there's not much speed in the race, back on a firm track. I think our Danny um, is the improver, but I think they're all racing for second. I'll tell you what, Luke Fernie is uh, is settling up one of the get out Imagine states. it gets up. Well, also, also <laughs> Toddy Harvey's on our table as well, yeah, and uh, yeah. Toddy's settling up Mr. Delegator, who's a winning chance as well. So we could it could be this – is, this is all pointing towards uh, – tell you what, if those two win, it'll be – Flat though for me, I reckon, mate. So <laughs> we're too big as bets to be Captain Chaos and Brave Dream. Yeah. In saying that, I'll probably – actually, I'll probably will back our Danny if it gets to 30 bucks, but fair, 40 bucks as a little, as a little chop. Um, but, yeah, it could be a night, Eric and Beach. could be a night. Mm. could be a night. Yeah, Captain Chaos. Uh, and OBH. And, uh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and OBH. Who else we got? One point taken. Crips Callan. Has Kira got a – Kira's got a few rides? Point. Very, what, are, what are we thinking about point? We've got about point taken. We've got to ask – 
We got lucky here. Let's ask him. Jimmy Taylor train point taken. What are we thought? What are our thoughts on the get out? It's funny. Ran dead last last start, but I actually think she's going really well. I thought its last two hundred was was it was it was weird between the four hundred and the two hundred. She seemed to lose about so three lengths and then came again. Watch all of her career. Hates being inside horses. White yeah. draw suits, but I just think she's half run away, and I don't think it will matter because I think Captain Chaos will be winning. But if we can find a race for her third up without. Captain Chaos in it, I think she'd be going pretty close. Just wins. <laughs> that isn't in my vocab. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. All right. Two, well, a horse where, like, one thing, one thing I will say is a horse that we're all very passionate about, like, how good is this? How well is it going to win? $2.80 looks, looks yeah, good on the service, good. doesn't it? Yeah. So, like, you'd, yeah. Would well, you if think? he was in Cerise and White, I think he's sub $2. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He's in the new series in white, the uh, the red and blue. Yeah, <laughs> and white. Oh, we'll see. Captain yeah. Chaos. Where I think we're united in the uh, in the get out stakes, and I imagine, as Terry said, that the the nominations for the get out stakes with Captain Chaos as their as their pick will be um, coming through thick and fast. But remember, you got to if you you got to get in early, early. Otherwise, you could get rolled under the Sam White rule. So that. Uh, that brings our idyllic Prince Stakes preview to a close. So let's take a break. We'll come back with best bets, Maddie's, and uh, our lays of the day. Okay, gents, it's time for our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Why don't we throw to our guest, Lockie Taylor? For me, a race eight in the idyllic Prince Stakes, number four, oh. Samistat. Very good. I like that. Oh, a little bit of a bit of crick. Terry, uh, I'm I'm gonna throw to you, BJ. Uh, I just saw this down to even money now. But race seven, number four, Brave Dream going again was pretty keen on he, her last start. She got the job done. We're following up horse on the march. Brave Dream bet for her best. Um, I'm gonna merge <clears throat> my best and my value. It's just all gonna be merged. This is a it's a funny week. I don't like tipping a value runner for the sake of it, especially when I'm not gonna probably back. So um, we're going to put uh, race three, Gunmetal Grey, race seven, um, Brave Dream, race nine, Captain Chaos all together at the moment. You can get about $14. So it's like in between like a best and a maddie. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm just taking control. That's what we're doing this week. <laughs> the three of them. Three fine. specials. There you go. Yeah. Especially the latter two. Especially the latter two. Gunmetal Grey's map worries me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Cooled a little bit. I just yeah, especially the Gunmetal Grey was the... Was yeah. the blinkers on? Let's let's go. But you're currently yeah. getting nearly six dollars for the last two Brave Dream Captain Chaos. <sighs> Look out, <sighs> uh, Maddie. So for those playing along at home on a Thursday, we try to find something that is listed twenty one dollars or better. That's twenty to one in the old Terry. Lockie, <laughs> have you got a Maddie for us? Not really, but for the sake of one, <laughs> I'll say I'll say point taken. She might run into third. I like that. I just cheated, didn't I? <laughs> just, uh, yeah, I only want to have three bets in this. How about uh, you, BJ? Uh, my Maddie for the day is in the same race. In the last, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a horse by the name of Miss Marietta mm. run a bottler first up. Currently best available $31. Form last prep was exceptional. And first up last preparation was a slashing fifth in a race. I think it was like the Pearl Classic at Pinjarra in that mare's race. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Miss Marietta sort of land in a similar position to Captain Chaos and make a run at him like 
And CJP sticks as well. Mm. I think you might have had a couple of choices there, so um, don't mind that. Uh, lay of the day. I am um, I am absolutely Barry battling for me lay of the day. I'm thinking about making purist in the first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm genuinely battling to find a lay here, so feel free to jump in and. Um, All right, uh, I'll jump in. Try to find uh, one that's not above five bucks. Race three, yeah. number two, Polissier. Hey, that's yeah, my one. Yeah, okay. I like that. Taking on the credentialed horse, wide gate, sticky, not convinced on the trial. For yep. those reasons? Yep. Didn't really like the trial. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Lucky Polizier. I mean, it's a scanning through. It, it's hard to find to something to be really uh, chips in with a lay, but I think for mine, Polizier at the $4 when I thought that Michelado should be shorter and Michelado's $8, I think Polizier is the way to go for me. Lay, 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 lay. Uh, I'm going to lay um, Red Dwarf the place. <laughs> Just because I can. <laughs> Just because I can. Just because you two are tempted and I'm not as bullish. So, um, yeah, otherwise, yeah. Red Dwarf the place. All right. So, uh... Just a reminder, no, a reminder, just a... That can be a tough night Saturday night if Red Dwarfs. At $24 bet fair. Notification to our listeners that we have some uh, some guests booked in advance. Uh, one's tentative and one's uh, locked in. So very hopeful of getting Nat Francis mm. on the show. Now, Nat is a um, yard watcher. She works for one of the professional uh, teams um, in the Australian wagering landscape. So it'd be very cool to pick her brains about her role and, and what she does on a race day um, and her experience and her racing journey as well. She's if you've got any questions, because I, I know several punters that would probably want to ask a lot of questions. So if you've got any questions, flick um, either of us a message or direct message the 1-1 one, one podcast account and we'll, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll ask her because I reckon – uh, there's a fair bit I want to know. Yeah, so, yeah. So sure there's plenty others. she, uh, she's, I think prior to her, I think she went in for surgery or something like that. But prior to that, you could see her at basically every racetrack, uh, metro, you know, uh, in a provincial track every every race day in, in WA. And um, yeah, it'd be really interesting to pick her brains about uh, about that side of uh, of the game. And also, we have locked in confirmed. September nine, Giulio Santarelli. Julio. Yeah, Julio is uh, is very keen to chime in with Terry and myself. Yeah. What an in. Big fan of Julio. Yeah. Is there a better man in racing? No. There isn't, is there? Love the great man. There just yeah. isn't a better man. Italian stallion. Julio. Oh. Have yeah. you a gnocchi ready? Yeah, my gnocchi ready. Yeah, I made a little gnocchi the other night, actually. Sun dried tomatoes, mushrooms, parsley. Oh, I tell you what. Bellissimo. Bellissimo. Yeah. Nicola says she liked it. She did, yes. She definitely loves yeah. you then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it took that long for Lockie's first gag about that. I knew it was coming at some stage, though. So, yeah. That's it. That's what's coming up. Sign up. Don't, don't forget, our, we've got a Tibby comp in the works, potentially, yes. as well as our... Let's one. try and have info. I'll try and have info on that. I'm going to I'm gonna do the legwork on that, so I'll try and have info on that for next week. You're looking back. We've got an award to win. We've had a surprise party. It's just been a bit happening, so we, we, should, we start to calm down next and week. And happy birthday, Nicola, for yeah, last week no, as well. That's very good. Uh, uh, and, listener. and our 100th episode, it's just going to gain momentum. So oh. we'll get some details of, of what we're thinking. We'll put it out to the listenership, and it'd be great to get a truckload What'd you call of listeners? listenership. Okay. Uh, <laughs> truckload of our. Uh, Who do we get on for that one? On the 100th. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to have a think. Yes. Wow, yeah. hey. We'll have to do a ballot. That's almost like picking a favourite child, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> That's, yeah. 
Oh, this is awkward. Hey, Lockie. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it. I think we've come to the end of the run. Uh, looking forward to Saturday night. Looking forward to Saturday on the pump. Well, I'm not really looking forward to Saturday, actually. I'm going to have three bets of substance. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, – I don't know where I'm going here. What about, hey, what about, Brad, hey? what about Brad, though? Brad McManus. Yeah. He just sort of just sort of coolly – Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well done to Mr. McManus as well. Oh, yeah. That was no, – um, No fuss. You reckon you might win a couple on the bounce, don't you, Locke? Without doubt. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, it was uh, it was pretty. Um, yeah, he's the right demographic. Pretty, uh, pretty astute little performance. Thank you, Lockie, once again. No worries. Coming on, Anytime. Mate. Thoroughly appreciate. Looking forward to having a beer with you on Saturday night. Uh, to everybody, um, having a punt on the weekend. Enjoy. Good luck. Hope you can find a winner on the dirt on Sunday as well at Carnarvon. Never give up at Carnarvon. Until next week on the currently not award-winning 1-1. <laughs> <laughs>